This is super bad and it is super rad. I am super glad that we're talking about it on this episode of making movies in my mom's basement. Episode three, super bad, super rad. Hey! <laughs> I should be a songwriter. Oh, no, you should definitely be a singer, songwriter. Big shout out to my sister. Shout out to Natasha for playing the tunes right there, playing Play- them live. Playing the tunes and being the overall MVP for today for helping us get set up. Uh, she has been running around getting supplies, tape, uh, water bottles, chicken hot dogs from Maple Lodge. Shout out to Maple Lodge. You make fantastic chicken hot Yo, dogs. Yeah, I want to do an ad for Maple Lodge right Let, now. Let's do it. Okay. So, um, Maple Lodge, when you ever when you're ever hungry, yeah, and you're not like a, like a, I wanted to swear there, but then I just looked at my sister. Oh, this, can can we say this podcast will be slightly different from the first two in that you are now gonna be filtering yourself because of your sister a little bit i don't mean my sister we're very wholesome around each other yeah there's i'm 27 she's 16 we don't swear around each other we say we don't say bad things you're like uh your your comedy style around your sister is probably like like peewee herman (laughs) and like with your friends it's like bill burr exactly someone's coming down the stairs okay let's let's wait for them who's that these are the background noises of movies in your mom's basement. It, it makes sense, right? It makes a lot of sense. Okay, ta- explain the name change. Yeah, so uh, the first two episodes were called F-word movies. <laughs> I'm going to try to filter myself. Too. It's called fuck movies, and um, we've uh, we've changed it now. We've uh, pivoted, as they say in the, in the startup world. Uh, sorry, we're just... Um, Checking for noise. Uh, so we've, we've changed our name from F Movies to Making Movies in My Mom's Basement because, well, it's easier to look up, I think. The F SEO. Movies, uh, it, it had some asterisks in, in its name, some uh, some special characters, as they say in the, in the coding world. Um, so we just thought we'd, uh, you know, get a name that's a bit easier to look up. And it's a, it's a cute name. It was actually thought up uh, by, by Natasha. So once again, shout out to Natasha. Shout out to Natasha. She she just freaked out because I said her name. I call her Nish. Yeah, I, I was gonna say it was weird hearing you say her full name. It's weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's get on to, let's get down to it. Okay, for we're gonna have probably a bunch of new listeners. Hopefully, I don't know. We'll have a quarter yep. of a new listener. Yes. We'll have like a, a toe, a pinky toe listening. So, what is this podcast about? This podcast is about super bad super bad super super hot super hot <laughs> super hot but <laughs> referencing a pretty old that's not an old game but it's not an old game it's like two years <laughs> that's true oh yeah but the point is oh yeah as always we're trying to make better movies we want you guys to make better movies yeah so these are the lessons we've learned from super bad super bad play super hot shout out to super super hot super hot <laughs> great game great game i never did my maple lodge ad no, you didn't. That was a, oh my okay, god. Yeah, yeah, oh, Maple Lodge. Okay, so yeah. if you're um, not a loser and you eat chicken like a real man, yeah, Maple and- Lodge is only for men. That's a uh, cutting out like half the population <laughs> in that ad. It's a terrible ad. Maple Lodge is only for men. Okay, because men need muscles and women need security, according to. Um, no, where did I hear this from? I heard this somewhere recently. 
This is the misogyny podcast episode. And mis- uh, toxic masculinity and cast. Toxic, as we've learned, you are a a, a toxic. Apparently, masculine. I was accused. Yeah. Because I make jokes like like I just did right now. Right. But I'm joking. Should be obvious. Come on, I'm joking. Like look, look look at my face. I got a big smile on my face. Yeah. Look at your face on this podcast. Exactly. Look at my face on this podcast. Like, listen. Look with your ears. <laughs> look with your ears. Look with your ears. All right. Let's get down to it. Yeah. Super super bad. So, uh, what, what do you want to talk about? Why have we picked this movie? Okay, this yeah. is a so this is a top five movie for me, actually. Top five movie. Top five all time. And uh, there seems to be a similarity in your top five oh, movies yeah. in that oh, they yeah. are usually taking place in high school. And they're they're hangout movies. They're hangout movies. Yes. My top five um, is Goodfellas. Yeah. Pulp Fiction. Days and Confused. I don't know something else in four. I don't remember. Yeah, and then super bad. And then super bad. Is is that in a particular order or just like five? That is no order, right? Okay. But I don't think super bad is at the top. Right, it's not top four. That's why you put it five. Yeah, I, I got you. Okay, and uh, why is it in your in your top five? But like besides the hangout movie stuff, which you love, I so I'm. I care about a few things in my life. Yes, it's uh, like relationships with people. Which me that my sister's making a bunch of faces, which I don't like. This is fantastic. I I love that we have a live studio audience on this. Who is judging? Yeah, but relations, you know, family, friends, all that stuff. Yeah, very so friendship is very important to me. It's yeah. a pillar in my life. That making movies, two things really. That's about it. Sports, you would say, is a close one. Yeah, but it's not as important. Right, as like these those two, two are things. more important. Exactly right. So yeah. because and super bad is all about friendship. Yep. Right. It's the main thing. You might even say it's the theme of the movie. It's the it's it's the spine of this movie. Which can bring us to talking point number one. Number one. Yo, audience. Top ten. <laughs> remember, what is the value? What? Are we already going meta? <laughs> We're already going meta, yeah. Already Episode three. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about why it's important to have a super strong theme. So right. I'm going to start off with... So Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg... Yeah, they wrote this movie in high school. Yeah, but as, it was, as most people know, probably it was written when they were still in high school, which is why the movie takes place in high school. Exactly, well. like it's based off their life, yeah. all like the dumb nonsense that they did. So they had a bunch of like good, fun, interesting scenes, but they weren't really connected that well. Right, like it it had the classic like Rogan Goldberg comedy. Yeah, but you needed the Apatow to like come in and be like, hey. What are you what are you trying to tell? What is I mean, this movie about? Yeah, yeah. So that's when Aptel came in. He's like, this story like needs a spine, needs a thread. Yeah. And he's like, it should be about like the friendship being at stake and potentially breaking up. Oh man, those are oh, those are the stakes, actually. It's those the are the stakes, yeah. That wasn't even in your talking point, but that no. is actually the the stake. You're right, yeah. We're learning ourselves, man. We we learn as we speak, it seems. I think we do. Yeah. What do you think we do? Okay. So the whole point of that friendship, if you don't have a spine. Yeah. Your movie's just gonna go off on random tangents. It 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 would just be like, uh, I mean, it would kind of just be like American Pie, right? It would just be people doing random things. There's still a goal, but it's like, hey, I want to get with the girl. Yeah. But even this is still, I want to get L word. Am I allowed to say that word? L word. <laughs> oh, we we have a thumbs up. From, thumbs up from, from our producer. <laughs> from our producer. <laughs> okay. They want to get with women. They want to get. Yeah. They no, They want to like do fun, nice things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Fun, nice things. Yikes. Yikes. (laughs) Okay. 
and, and that's the goal of our three main characters. Yeah. Yeah, of uh, Michael Sarah, Jonah Hill, and McLovin. I'm not going to say his real name. I'm going to call him... No, Jonah Hill, two-time Academy Award winner. Sorry, I... I yes. Sorry, nominee. To <laughs> nominee. Specify the nominee. Not winner, nominee. Nominee. Yeah, so that's that's the goal of our three main characters. It's They just want... And it's a very like relatable high school goal. Uh, Was it relatable for you, Polkit? Actually, no. Uh, weirdly enough, I didn't care about that in in high school. I concur. Yeah. Why is that? I I think for me, and what I've noticed in life is like the the things that I'm supposed to get excited for, like is like later on. N- not even that. It, it's like so you're supposed to in in high school you're supposed to want to get laid uh you're supposed to be excited for a uh new year's eve party like th- these these like things that are supposed to be big and exciting i've never they've never lived up to the the, the hype maybe because we're in canada not the great united states of america shout out to america shout out to america uh manisha's favorite country favorite country i'm gonna reiterate that every single time yeah we should it's uh it's one of my favorite facts about you, and the the fact that your favorite person in America is like someone I've never Jeff heard. Gersman. Jeff Gersman. No, the whole giant bomb. Yes, which is a, uh, vi- a video it's, game. It's a website about video games. Yeah, yeah, as they say. As they say, it's that is the only podcast I actually listen to. Right, so giant bomb. Them talking about games, but like probably a lot of tangents. A lot too. of tangents. That's why I love it. Yeah, I I like the people way more. Like I've actually I don't care about games as much now. As I used to. Right, you've like grown out of it. A little bit, right? Yeah. But the people I still just like listening. They're just fun to hang out, right? Right. That's what we want from this podcast. We want... Yeah, if you don't uh, care about movie making, uh, hopefully... How dare you not care about movie making? Yes, uh, but if you don't, uh, hopefully our amazing banter. Because you know what I want? I'm, I'm going to get real right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get real. Yeah. My, so I'm gonna get... Yo, and and you're, you're looking at your sister a lot right yo, now. Yo, producer. Note it. No, the timestamp. <laughs> no, we got <laughs> the timestamp running on this thing. Okay, yeah. What's your realness? Let's hear it. No, this is not real for me. This okay. actually might be a joke. I don't know. Okay. I want people who are who are lonely in life, who don't have too many friends. I want to be your friend. I want. I want. I want you. I want you to. Ha- I want to hang out with you. That's admirable, and I. I think that's a thing that we we both share. I. I think we've talked about this of like when we're when we're talking in like a large group of friends we we seem to target the person who's not talking we do that because we want to include people yeah and it's just more fun you just get more like perspectives and it's like oh like what what does that quiet guy think exactly it's it's probably different because he's he's not talking what does the quiet guy think about couldn't think of a joke Uh, couldn't think of a joke they'll they'll be coming later live television folks it's live live audience and it's live tv it's actually there's a lot of pressure right now like she's i'm like is she laughing is my sister laughing i don't know she's not laughing we're not any good we're hacks She's affecting this right now. Let's shut it down. Yeah? No. I, I don't want to make this podcast anymore. Because she's here. Yeah. <laughs> Making too much pressure to perform for like an audience, it seems, for you right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Making no more making movies in my mom's basement. What? What are you going to say? She's going to say something. Ah, she's, oh. she's, she's being considerate. This is a very kind audience member. I want a ratchet studio audience. You want a ratchet? <laughs> she's smiling. Are you enjoying the house that's going so far? Yeah, cool. All right, whatever. No more fever. I was just joking. Making moves in my mom, ba- my, mom my, 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 my mother's basement. My mom. Shout out to Boston. <laughs> Favorite city in the States. Oh, yeah. You know okay. I wish I, where I went to? I wish I went to Harvard, but I did not go to Harvard. Or do you wish you went to BU? 
I'm going to go to BU. I'm going to BU. We'll talk about that in the social network episode. I apologize. I apologize. It's because you're an a-hole. Hey, didn't say the whole word. You just yada yada the opening of <laughs> yada, the social, yada, social network. network. All right, let's get back to super good. Back to super good. Um, so yeah, the friendship being the spine of the story is very important to keeping the story just tighter, like focused. It, it it keeps the like tangents a bit more like focused. Yeah, it's also the stakes of the movie. Exactly. Yeah. And movies, man. If movies don't have stakes, I've realized. Oh boy. That is okay. So Oh boy. Part of the reason I hate uh grown-ups grown the the movie with Adam Sandler uh, is because it has no stake. It's the movie's about a rich person who is getting one over their loser bully. I I from high school. Okay, I did not know the That is the movie. It is like you are it's it's like it it, it flips everything. It it makes no sense. Okay. And it's because I don't think I don't think Adam Sandler would be okay with casting himself as a loser in his own movie. So he has to be rich and he has to be the cool guy in high school who 20 years later gets one over his, like, the guy he picked on. Very interesting because that is the opposite of every other Adam Sandler movies, the good Adam Sandler movies in the 90s. The good ones, yeah. He's always yeah, yeah. underdog. Have you guys seen Happy Gilmore? Exactly. He's usually the underdog, but in, in Grown Ups, it was like, nah, he, he wanted to be cool. It was That's weird. weird. It was that bizarre. is weird. Yeah, that's yeah. strange. Anyways, stakes are good. Stakes are, and super important. Yep. Give your audience, okay, here's value prop number one. Timestamp it, PA. <laughs> we're, uh, we're getting my sister to... You've uh, you've called her a producer as, as well as a PA. A producer, a PA. Yo, very different roles. Yo, gaffer. <laughs> gaffer. Best boy, grip, key grip. Yo, um, California, that box for me. I hate. So I... The what last movie mean? I was making, man, yeah. um, there was like a crew, right? Yeah. Oh, man. I was like, like, I understand the terminology. is. It's like they make everything sound way cooler than it actually is. The it's terminology like, like on set. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. give me, I need some C-47s. They're talking about clothespins. They want clothespins. Like, yo, I need some C-47s. Does that actually make the information get to you faster? I don't, I don't know. I, to I, me, I feel like to it, me it just sounds pretentious. I'm like, do you know what we're doing like, right now? Like, it's very like, um, like using these words as like a like a barrier for entry like if like a new person comes they're like oh my god this world is so crazy i think that's maybe why it is makes your job look cooler they also said cooler than yeah it also said c47s is because when they put it in their budgets it's c47 seem more legit than writing clothes we need a like a thousand clothespins but you need a thousand c47s this could also be just like um part of why like Hollywood accounting is so crazy garbage. Maybe. Right? Like, it's like, oh, they need a million dollars worth of C-47. I'm, I'm not going to question what that is. That seems like it's important because yeah. it's a Spielberg movie. Sure. But it was literally paper. Yeah. It was a paper airplanes. They did, Like, when they have, like, boxes, they have uh, Apple boxes. You know Apple boxes? Yeah, right? to make uh, Tom Cruise look tall. To make Tom Cruise look tall. Exactly. Yeah. Shout out to Tom Cruise. Shout out to every short actor, which is, I think, every actor. Dustin Hoffman, yeah. short man syndrome, hard short man Stallone syndrome. Stallone is apparently like between 5'5 five, five and 5'7. Five, really? Yeah, very short. Wow. So I actually, if someone's under six foot tall, I don't acknowledge them in real life. How have you ever talked to your sister? Huh? <laughs> your sister's like two foot tall. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> She's 5'5. Five, five. I apologize. She's as tall as Stallone. There you go. You're tall as so bad. Oh my God. That's weird, right? That's very, oh my, no way. Spy Kids is how you know Stallone. Oh, yeah, he is. We should just get you a mic. You're just on this podcast. Get her a mic and just make us feel old as hell. We will. Okay, shout out. Yeah, but it's only because uh, me and Paul Cut are quite tall. 
Yeah. We are six plus master I, race. I, I consider us the correct height. You know? <laughs> it, it's called the correct height. We, we should be the baseline. Yes. If you're shorter than me, I don't understand. It, it doesn't make sense. How can you be possibly shorter than me? It's like, did you not work hard enough? <laughs> I don't know why. It's so funny. Okay. Back to super good. Um, yes. the Timestamp it. Timestamp it. So, yes. Uh, three main characters. Three similar goals in this movie. Yeah. Uh, the friendship is what keeps their stories kind of. Yeah. Revolving I think, around okay. each other. I think I think that part's clear. Sorry, we Very keep clear. this is actually a thing where, and I'm actually doing it right now. Yeah. Um, we felt we went on a bit too many tangents last time, or I, I, I felt like we could have gone on more. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, we weren't focused enough. Maybe. Maybe. In our points. Okay. Sorry. Like we're trying to be super concise with the value. Right. But we we shouldn't repeat the same value. Yeah. Over I think yeah. like we might have just repeated it three times right now, but probably we'll get better. But I don't know. It's fun. I think we're going on interesting stuff in the middle. Why are you smiling? Well, steaks are very, very, very good. Okay. Steaks are good in all forms, in movies yep. and a medium rare steak. Oh my god! I was gonna say I, I, I was starting to think of steaks like what, like the like steak that Sarah made for you guys. That well, okay. Um, Paul Kitt's girlfriend Sarah. Shout out to Sarah. You make fantastic steaks. They're Sarah. so good. And please listen to our podcast because you don't. Now, you haven't yet listened to it. It hurts my feelings. Listen. And you will only find out when you listen to this episode. You're going to find out in 10 years, Sarah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Could, could you imagine? Think you guys will make it? 10 years? I I want to, yeah. But oh, you want to? Yeah. Oh, wow. Heard it here first. Are you? Shout out to Danielle. Shout out to Danielle for I'm, that I'm snap. snapping right now. Snapping my fingers. Huh? It's like a poetry slam, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like a poetry slam. Like snap instead of clap because it's pretentious. I don't know. Exactly. Okay, um, we'll try to keep our points concise. How about we do a point, then a tangent? Point, then a tangent. Right, so... What back- a killer structure. <laughs> what a killer structure. <laughs> so, um, yes, our three characters want the same thing, but they go about it in different ways, which is how we can differentiate like That's, who the characters are. So the lesson here, yeah. when three characters want the same thing, yeah. how do you make them different? And right. it's the methods that they use to get what they want. Exactly. That's yeah. how they seem different. So, okay, let's quickly for the three main characters summarize what they yeah what are their differences so So, they want to get laid yeah cool michael Sarah. he is more he's more like straightforward and upfront about it he's trying to do it and with becca only that's the main thing he has one person that he likes and he wants just to get with them and he's being very chivalrous almost chivalrous he does like so jonah he wants to get laid with anybody right he thinks is a good chance with jules because she laughs at his dumb jokes which i cannot repeat on this podcast because my sister's here but paul kit can actually repeat them don't put that on me. Huh? Don't no, I'm putting them on you. <laughs> I actually don't remember what he says, but it's like, uh, it's disgusting. Yeah. Like high school jokes. Yeah. yeah. But it's funny. Yeah. Oh, okay. Can you, can you leave <laughs> for these jokes? <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, he wants to get laid with anybody. Yeah. Probably Emma Stone. Cause she's like, blah, blah. Yeah. And he wants to get her drunk though. He thinks he has to get her drunk. Right. That's the he, only way she'll get he's with He's looking him. for shortcuts c- continuously. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then there's McLovin. Shout out to Christopher Mintz Platts. Yeah, first I think it's first movie. First movie, first acting role ever. Crazy. So for him, he's similar to Jonah, where he also just wants to get laid. Right. But he's not as crude as Jonah. No. And he's way more of a coward. He is, and and you see this in the first time he's talking to that uh, girl with the whale tail. The whale tail? Yeah. What's a whale tail? It's like when when your like panties are sticking out, and it's like a whale tail. Oh my god. Yeah. There you go. Just blown my mind, and like a blowhole. 
Like what you say? Like a blowhole. A blowhole? Like a like a whale has a blowhole. It's trying to do more whale puns. This podcast is full of whale puns. Oh my god. But yes, when when he's talking to the uh the uh, high school girl with a whale tail, which is crazy. Um, he he's like just like looking at her butt, and then she turns around and she's like, "What?" And he's like, "Ten uh, thirty. Is 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 ten in the morning?" And he walks and he runs away the yeah. opposite direction. It's fantastic. He's a coward. But we know exactly what his character is about. Right. It's First funny. He's a coward. Yeah. Okay. New lesson. Boom. Um. Even within your jokes, try to try to communicate character. Right. And your character's flaw. Right, because if if the joke was uh, he was like really cool, which is it's it's hard to make a he joke. He tries to be cool, cool though, which is why he, he's he tries funny. to be he's cool. A try exactly. Hard. It's it's that he fails to be cool, and that tells you what his character is. Yeah. Okay, I think that's I think that's some good value right there. Cool. Also, it's just side notes. Christopher Mintz-Platz talks. Uh, he speaks in those ebonics. You know what I'm saying? He speaks in ebonics he in this speak, movie. He speaks in ebonics. Yeah, and and, and that relates to. Um, uh, I, I think a point you had in the show notes of this movie using a lot of rap music. Let's talk about that. Yeah, it, it's um, and you said it was one of the first movies you remember taking place in high school and using rap music. Rap music and like like frequently, not just like office right. space. Where no, it's like no, for no. like for breaking a printer. Like, oh yeah. damn, I want to be a gangster. Nothing like that. Yeah, exactly. This, this it, it's more uh, like diegetic rap music, right? And it makes a lot of sense for the time like they. This movie was released in 2007. Oh, Kids seven, yep. were listening to rap. Yeah. Um, it's probably the first movie that I remember doing it as well. And it's probably why like, I relate to it so much because like, that's what I was listening to in parties too, right? This rap music was everywhere. Um, and that's probably the like the influence of like Seth Rogen and... I think it's, it is just them. Well. It is just them. Right. So actually I have a value prop. Very, this actually... <laughs> value prop... <laughs> I love how you just like yelled it. So the value prop, yeah, very basic. White people dancing to quote unquote like black people music, right, is always funny, especially when the black white people are trying to be cool when right, they're doing it. It it just looks goofy when it's they're just crying. goofy, especially it's like these are goofy like dorks. Right? It's like they're not the cool kids. They're not the cool kids. No, no, that would be way less funny. Yeah. So let's okay. I'm gonna say some words, niche that you've never heard me say before, right? Oh boy. So I'm 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 glad I'm here for this moment. Heard Don't it here first. Okay, so in the period scene. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in that scene, Jonah Hill's dancing with that girl. Right. And in that scene, he's he's trying to be a G. She's grinding up on him, and he, and Biggie's playing. And, and Biggie's playing. And yeah, his, you're right. Like, his Jufro's going crazy in the air. Can we? Jonah Hill's Jufro is <laughs> so good in this movie. I don't think I've seen him with a Jufro that big since. No, no, that is he. The he Jufro. like trimmed it down a, a lot after oh, yeah. that. Moneyball, imagine how good Moneyball would have been if it had got a Jufro. Jufro. I would be 10% more interested in his character. Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah, that is accurate. Exactly 10%. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, when, when he's trying to dance with that girl, it's just goofy because he's trying too hard to look cool. And he, and Big Ian's like, this is the, and it's funny. You just laugh. You just laugh. Especially, you know, it's the first time actually a girl is like kind of giving him a bit of attention. It's true. And it's, uh, that kind of like supports your point of like, he would sleep with anyone that gives him attention. Literally, like, yeah. He even says, I would die for P. I would die for P. He says that. That's, like, the first scene, right? No, no. He says it, like, um, when Michael, Sarah, and them, they're like, yo, let's just steal the beer. And oh. In, like, uh, Professor Professorson. Shout out to Dan Harmon, as always. As always. Um, In that scene, right? And he's like, yo, I would die for P. No doubt. No doubt about it. You know no what I mean? No doubt about it. Nish, when I say that word. Never mind. Never mind. 
Yeah, it's only to explain that. Yikes. <laughs> Big yikes. Big yikes. <laughs> oh, she just got it uh -oh. and she just uh oh uh, uh oh. Uh, welcome to the real world, kid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what was what was the value there? Oh yeah, uh, white people value was comedy and just the music. So that's a way to use it, yeah. So if so actually if we generalize a bit more, you can kind of juxtapose cool music with lame people. Yeah, and that's almost the comedy like you brought up Office Space and them using rap music too. That exactly. was also the the comedy. It's the same like cool music and like dorky people. And dorky people, and he they're like breaking a printer. Yeah, like it's and like it's a like, shortcut. It's weird. Exactly. It's it's I don't want to say if it's a cheap trick. No, but if you use it like continuously, probably you're like, okay, yeah, this is all you can like rely on as a like they do it comedy. actually three times in Office Space. They do it. And like when they're stuck in traffic, yeah, you're right. and the guy is like he's playing the music, and then like the black guy's walking away, he just close turns off the music, shuts the, the door. That character's whole thing is he hates that his name is Michael Bolton, and he loves <laughs> rap music. Yeah. That's his entire character. That's amazing. Mike great, Mike uh, Judge knows what he's doing. He does, yeah. Okay, so value prop there, great. Uh, your next point is writing comedy is hard. Wait, we've missed stuff. No, sorry, no, I'm right. Yes. Uh, do we we didn't talk about McLovin's arc though? That's true. He does have an arc of yes, you're right. He he begins as a coward. We we see him running away from the whale tail trick, uh, and then he uh, he like he increases in bravery when he tries to buy beer with the fake ID. Yeah, um, he starts so beginning he fails, beginning right? he's a coward. At the end, yeah. he he sees her on the dance floor. Yeah. We literally see a flashback, flashback of him to like the beginning. walking up to her, running away. Then he it's like a shot of his face. Like God, oh, no, I'm gonna do it, man. I'm gonna do it. And then he goes up, then he starts dancing with her, right? Yeah. So it's like, that was the change. And in the middle, um, he uh, pretty much most of his scenes with the cops are just testing. Right, his, like, bravery. His bravery, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, McLovin, go buy the fake beers. Like, no, 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 they make him do it. McLovin, you have to stop the um, old old dude in the bar. Yeah. Right? And then McLovin, like, he, he doesn't even do it. He just accidentally he accidentally does it. And I'm realizing the cops, um, they do reveal in the end. Um, they were just like him. That they were just like him. And that's why they were, like, Going along with the bit of like, oh man, you're so brave and cool. They were just like boosting his ego, they're but boosting. it worked. It they're, was like they're the heroes of the movie. They are like they like fake it till you make it to him. Yeah, they did. Amazing. It, oh my god. Oh my god. That 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 was probably like fantastic. Uh, and like it, it's probably not a coincidence that Seth Rogen plays one of the cops. Yeah, right. Because he's probably just like yeah, like he I was, was I I, I, I was a, McLovin, right? And yeah. I had a character like me that came and was just like, dude, just you're you're cool. Exactly, you're cool. Ah, that's actually that's very sweet. So the thing with Aptown movies, why I love them more than other raunchy comedies, always have heart. They're always they have sweet. a lot of heart. Yeah, always sweet. Like even like forty year old version, you see the title and you think it's gonna be like making fun of this like loser. <laughs> uh, was nothing wrong with being a virgin at forty, but like that's like the premise of the movie, right? Yeah, but it has a lot of heart. It's 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 about like relationships and like being like like dedicated to a, a person. You know, you're not comfortable that I said virgin. Oh, okay. Oh, you're agreeing. Oh, nice. Thanks. You're agreeing. Okay. Okay. So yes, McLovin's arc is uh, is very well laid out, and uh, the yeah. scenes with the, with the cops. I think great. the big thing was his scenes always tested his flaw. Exactly. Yeah. They and had, how they the served a purpose. And so and how exactly? It, and it was it's comedy, therefore they're gonna be dumb. 
but it was still serving uh, like a character fine. That was right gross. because if it was just comedy of like him doing dumb stuff, but it had nothing to do with bravery. It's like yeah, this is funny, but like I, I felt he's not nothing. changing right yeah. in movies. Like I think especially in comedies, you don't want the funny scene then the story scene, yeah. funny scene story scene. Ideally, you want to combine them both exactly. Which super that's actually a huge thing is they combine all those. That's, that might be the yeah. magic. And and then that's why the the comedy just lasts longer. Right? I think that's why Superbad is actually not a dramedy. A dramedy often is one that switches sometimes. Uh, there it's like a rom com with like a funny scene and then like oh, romantic I love scene. You, I right? think we just solve movies. I think we just solve movies. Yeah. Uh, Brett Ratner, uh, please reach out to us. Yeah, please reach out to us, yo. Tonight's actually Oscar night. Tonight. Yeah. I, what day is it? It's uh September. No, nope. February. February. <laughs> February. <laughs> February twenty fourth. Yeah, Oscars are on tonight. I, I actually don't think I'm. I don't care to watch at all. I was. I was about to say I could care less. I could care less. Yeah. I there was a uh, like an Oscar poll at my work. Yeah. Uh, and I for a second I was like, okay, I'll I'll, I'll try to guess like what will the uh, the the like Academy think. But then I was like, I don't care. Like I, what's my pick? What would I vote exactly for all these movies? Exactly. What is your pick for the year? Um, I I liked I I like Black Klansman. Okay, yeah. I've not seen that. So the thing is, uh, like, it was hard to pick because I haven't seen a lot of the movies this year. Yeah, me neither, I haven't actually. seen um, uh, Green Book. Yeah, me neither. I started Roma, but uh, my mom got bored, so not I surprised it to something else. Danielle got bored like three times. Yeah, it's. I can see why it it takes a long time to like get into the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I did like Roma by the end of it. Oh yeah, you finished it. Okay, parts, but I consider turning it off. Oh, wow. In the middle. I'm like, man, there's not much happening in this uh, tiny Colombian town. Mexican town. Yes, Mexican. So I, I really liked Spider-Man. Uh, sp- uh, like Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, Into the Spider-Verse. Very, very kind of that. That what? movie had heart. A lot of heart. John the, Mulaney? John Mulaney's in it. That's not why it had heart. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was in it. Um, but like just, uh, it, it was, it's actually uh, Lord and Miller production. They didn't direct it though. Yeah, no, but I I just like that they're involved. Okay. Um, but uh, it just yeah, it was a lot of heart for that movie. So sick, deaf, 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 deaf. Um, back to super good though. Back to super good. Okay, yeah. So that thing we said before, do that, do that in your movies. It's good. All right. Next point: writing comedy. Writing comedy, and I I think we kind of touched on this. It's the fact that the reason it's so like it seems so tough or so like well done in its movies because it combines the drama with the comedy. It's like all like wrapped up into one. Exactly. Most important point, though, Gold Silk Vodka. Ooh. This podcast is brought to you by Gold Silk Vodka. Okay, Paul K., what, tell me about Gold Silk Vodka. It has actual gold flecks in it. Is that actually? Okay. Yeah. Where do you, like, get that? I have no idea, but it's in there, and you can buy it and drink gold. How does it, what does it taste like? I have no idea. I've never drank it before. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks amazing. How much did they pay you for this ad? They have paid me nothing, but I'm hoping that if I keep talking about Gold Silk Vodka at work... They will start paying me for it. I also, I'm not sure if Gold Slick is a real brand. I don't know. I don't know either. But uh, this movie sold it really well. They sold it. Yeah, and I, I, I think uh, what you've uh, raised in this uh, story notes is like it's a very good point. It's gold is actually a, like a very proper color for it is treasure. Right. It's like for for them, it's treasure. It's high school. Like alcohol is treasure for some reason. Oh, because because you can't drink, I guess. Oh, my sister, she's making the face, just like oh, she just had the like oh, you guys are right. Yeah, you guys are right. Do do people in your high school drink? Yeah. Yeah. And, and like it's it's <laughs> it's probably like a big deal, right? 
Mm, okay. We should have really given you a mic. Probably should have, uh, but I only bought two mics. We only have they, two. And they both suck. Pilot. Pilot. Pilot if, part two. If you hear any echo, uh, I, I apologize. I thought these mics would be better. Uh, they are not. We will get better mics. They should mics. be good. I apologize for the echo last time. We were just we just had some noise gate issues. I hate noise gate. Audacity. Noise gate sounds like Watergate. Watergate? Yeah, I was like, what, what's, what scandal are you talking about? It's, 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 um... What like noise did you make in a children's bedroom? That... I screamed. I screamed. Yeah! <laughs> somewhere and then. <laughs> Fantastic. But yeah, the the gold color. Very like, very like good choice for this movie like and and you said the the beer as well was just like gold yeah in the uh in, in i'm gonna i'm gonna can I jump in here yeah go ahead. i'm gonna jump in here go ahead man so um they want gold so the one reason i think it's gold it's um this is i guess a props department thing right it's super it's identifiable every time we see it we know what that gold slick thing is it's like you can't mistake it for any other alcohol because it just stands out i think i'm pretty sure they put lights inside the bottles to make oh, them yeah, even brighter, almost certainly. Yeah, that was a, there's a Hitchcock movie. I don't remember which, um, but he did that to like a glass of milk. He put a light in there to draw attention to the glass of milk, and it didn't like look too obvious. It didn't look goofy. It's just like oh, okay. it was noticeable, right? And like the glass, there were some shots where it was like way larger than like a regular glass, like two, three times the size. So you put it in the foreground, and it really dominates it. Or they probably just got a bigger glass. Huh? Like they they just got like a bigger. No, no. Did I did I not just say bigger glass? Oh, sorry. I I thought you said they just put it into the foreground. Oh no no yeah they did bigger glass and foreground and foreground it's like oh, the, wow. they did this in Lord of the Rings they have in the snow scenes when I saw the, the behind rings. the scenes and I was like there's like twenty ring sizes oh, I yeah. thought there was just like four or five they no, had no, no. ring sizes the size of like a book it's ridiculous they had the ring never mind never gonna mind. I was gonna say something uh, I knew I know exactly what you're gonna what say. was I gonna say it's gonna be something phallical. no 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 I was not oh no okay no 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 I was gonna say um, love is not real. So why would anyone ever get married? <laughs> that's like a ring tangent, I guess. Huh? Like that that's a, that's a, a ring, the right? tangent of the ring. Put a ring on it. <laughs> or not. Or don't, yeah. Or don't. No. I yo man, can we talk about can we have that wedding talk? Like the like don't get married. No, no. Don't get forced. Don't man, if your parents are making you get married yeah. and you think just cuz it's what you have to do because that's what everyone else does. Do you know a lot of people that have done that though? Like common law? <coughs> no. Oh, that's a yes. <laughs> no, actually, I don't know. Th- I'm not sure. Who? Do you know? My sister thinks she knows. You don't have to say names if, if you don't mind. Really? Right. What about him? No, no. It's right. Like, it's, it's usually like a range in our culture. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with the range. But, but isn't that what you're saying? No, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like, I guess maybe. That not ex- um. Even then, some people are like just like marriage in general. Like, oh. You've got to get married. It's what people do. So, yeah, that I agree with. The, uh, and, like, even, like, love marriages, which are just, for you Canadians, uh, a normal marriage. Uh, um, you, uh, you North American. You Western North Americans. Um, <laughs> but, like, even a normal, quote-unquote, marriage is um, they can be, like, uh, for the wrong reasons, right? You're, you're just like, okay, what's what's next in the relationship? I guess we're going to get married now. Right? Exactly. Like, it's, it's just the next like, logical what's, step. What's next? Not like, yo, girl. I, I'm feeling you. I'm feeling you more. Yeah. Feeling you more this week than I did last week. You know oh. why? Because your hair got a bit longer, and I hate short hair. Is this a thing? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I was trying to think of something. <laughs> Very specific. It's super specific. Yeah. Do you like short hair? Um, What does short mean? 
uh, uh, let's say shoulder or or higher. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. Right? actually, I even like um thing, like girls with like a buzz cut. I don't even mind that. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm uh, oh my sister's uh, she's she's giving me looks. Oh, what does that say about you? Whoa, I think you're. I think you're the oh, one who's where up. where he is uh, telling people about his like preferences. Oh, oh God! Nice, I'm nice. gonna hear about my sister's love what's, life what's, what's, on her podcast. Shout let's out do to a plug for that podcast. My listen, to my sister's podcast called uh, "My Life's a Pimple." Wait, is that what it's called? Yeah, that's a fantastic name. My Life's a Pimple podcast. You're you're good at thinking of podcast names. You've you've named ours. You've named yours really well. Oh my God. Thank you. She's you, a, you. I feel like you you could be a podcast name consultant. Just be like, yeah, like you've right. No, no, I named my Life's a Pimple podcast. I named that one. Oh, okay. So the brother and sister combo. I take full credit. I am the one who knocks really z- podcast Zuckerberging her out of this. <laughs> Zuckerberging her out of this podcast <laughs> name. Yes. I'm getting Zuckerberged. Or no, you, you, you are Zuckerberg. I am Zuckerberg. Yes, Zuckerberg. That's true. I'm Zuckerberg. Yeah. Mark. Mark. <laughs> He's wired in. He's wired in. He's wired in. He's wired in. <laughs> Yeah, so gold for the for, oh, yeah. for the alcohol, yeah. great choice. So alcohol, Props. it's gold. Okay, it's super noticeable. Yeah, and gold is treasure, so it makes sense. Treasure is blah blah to them. So and Boom. also, this is a recurring theme when um, Jonah, he's in like the professor professor's house, the soccer guy. He's in their house, and yeah. then he's like clearing like a period blood off his pants. He goes to the he hears like the fridge noise, and he goes in, and then there. He opens it up and then literally there's gold light being cast on his face. And it's just like, it straight up looks like Raiders of the Lost Ark treasure. Oh, on like Jonah's face? Yeah. And in there. And you're hearing heist music. That's so funny. Which is like, yeah, it's literally something like that. And it's like, oh man, this he's just going to steal it. He's just going to steal it. Right. He's just going to steal it. Right. It's cool. So production design maker, it's like the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. Right. It's it's just like, it's... Make it noticeable. Make it stand out. Yeah, exactly. So I okay, this is a good point. Um, I think people don't realize this when they're directing, even writing, so especially directing. One of the hardest things is just making sure that the audience understands what you're trying to communicate. Is it clear? Right, right. Because they might be like, "Wait, what alcohol are you talking about?" Yeah. If it wasn't gold, but if it was that information regular, can get lost if it, if you're not being yeah, very obvious. You have to be very clear about it because in your head, as the filmmaker. It's like obviously, like, right? Yeah. You've you've Came lived up with, it. with this like story for two years. Exactly, it makes a lot of movie sense. Movie making to you. is incepting everybody in the audience. That's why Inception's about movies, huh? The the movie Inception, it's like supposed to be about movies. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah, it's like a meta commentary on movies. Oh, it makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, kind of, but yeah, very good point. Um, to make a reference to something I'm forgetting. You don't know me, Rick and Morty. Remember the Inception episode? Inception episode. Uh-huh. It's the uh, the scary Terry. Scary Terry. You don't know me. <laughs> what? Is oh that, no! Is that a bad impression? <laughs> Being roasted on your I'm podcast. I'm getting roasted. Oh my god! <laughs> Actually, can we talk about this? Yeah, I'm, of course. Uh, the past like few weeks, where Manisha has been telling me about his life at home, he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, my sister just 
continuously roast me. Yeah, a lot. She'll she'll just come up and and, and be like, uh, so uh, what are you doing, loser? Why are you uh, by yourself watching a movie like a nerd? My favorite was when we all went bouldering. Shout out to Krista. Um, Shout out to Krista, Nina, Stan, yeah, Danielle. Boom. Um, so we, we, we went bouldering and, uh, it was like a lot of couples going, um, uh, and Manish brought his sister because he was being a really nice brother and <laughs> Natasha in the middle of bouldering just like whispers to Manish. She's like, have you noticed that, um, that everyone's here with their boyfriend or girlfriend and you brought your sister? Have you realized that you loser? And then, and, and then she spit in his face. She spit in my face. She yeah. punched me in the stomach. Yeah. And, and, and then she's like, give me your lunch money. It's done. It's great. But I love this like dynamic that's like been established. Oh, she uh, wrecked me the day before Valentine's Day. I told you the story. Okay. I repeat it. So this was... It makes me so sad. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. So it was like before Valentine's Day. And then she's like, oh, what are you doing? Like, I know you're... She's like, I know what you're doing on Valentine's Day. You're going to hang out with your sister. Oh You're going to watch Psycho with your sister. Because we watched Psycho actually on Christmas Eve this year. Very Christmas Eve. Very movie. Christmas movie, Psycho. Yeah. Shout out to Hitch. Love that you're like like bringing yourself down when you're dissing your brother. Kind of. You're like, oh, you're hanging out with me. You're using your age as a defense. Oh, <laughs> oh great. my God. Okay. And then she was like, oh, I know you could do. You could go third wheel pocket and Sarah oh. again. Oh. <laughs> By the way, we've been uh, meaning to have you back for a steak. Oh, thank you. I do appreciate it. Let me tell the steak story. Okay. So I've never felt more like a third wheel in my life. Which is saying a lot because you have hung out with couples b- before, right? And you I've never felt like a third wheel before. Never. Yeah. So this was um, Sarah. She, Polk and Sarah, they were very kind and they made maybe the greatest. No, actually not maybe. The greatest steaks I've ever had in my life. This was all Sarah. She she is a fantastic cook and very, she she's made amazing. steak. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. So she made steaks. They're like these super thick, like like they're tall. They almost look like burger patties. Like super. That was, yeah, because it was a tenderloin, right? Tend- I, I I don't know much. Okay, so I just eat them. I just eat them. Oh, uh, shout out to Hinduism. Shout out to Hinduism. Um, I I uh, I reject you. I reject <laughs> y'all. This is your like official rejection. This is it. It's I'm on the record. On the record. On uh oh, I'm gonna get disowned in ten years. My parents listen to this episode. I, I, I would love that if, if they listen to it. If I get disowned? No, just if, if they listen to it. If you get disowned, it's fine. Ten years, you should be on your own. I'll have millions by You'll then. have millions by then. Millions in Maple Lodge ad money. <laughs> Maple Lodge and, uh, and uh, Ghost Like Vodka. Ghost Like Vodka. Um, I forgot the tangent that this started on. Oh, my. No idea. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but the stakes, yeah. It never yeah, felt stakes. more like a third wheel. We're actually right. losing. We're going on tangents from tangents. Yeah. Uh, uh, whatever. It is what's, what it is. What's, what's the movie Don't again? listen. <laughs> Don't listen. So it's a command. Okay. Um, Let's get back to the movie. You want to talk about third wheel thing? Uh, okay. You can tell it. It's You You felt like a third wheel because you were. Never more in my life. There was, oh, God. <laughs> Don't ever have me back. Actually, yeah. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm stopping this podcast right now. Really? I'm stopping this. Cut. Too much. Cut. Too much to take. Cut. <laughs> no, you are very much invited back. Uh, she she would love to make steaks. Again. I'd love it. I only felt like a third wheel because like Dreams by Fleetwood Mac was playing, which is so lovely. Because you requested it. I did. There were candles. Yeah. That's Sarah. She just loves candles. There were just candles. It was it was like she lives in like the dopest place in Toronto. Like you yeah, can see. Like, great like skyline view. Amazing skyline. Yeah. These two were making out in front of me. Yeah. And uh, facts. Facts. 
Facts. Gross. You get grossed out when we just like hold hands, I think. Natasha. He's talking to my sister right now. Oh, is it? She does. My she... favorite thing is the the video of uh, of like us like twirling around, yes. like, dancing and kissing. Yeah. And then you just show Natasha being disgusted. <laughs> like it, it looks like genuine disgust, and it's my favorite part. Her reactions are big. She does. She's like she's heavily inspired by I think Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's your like acting. Uh... Yeah, because like we're very big. When we're home, me and my sister, that's our comedy. Jim Carrey comedy. Oh, not not uh, not Pee Wee. It's uh, Jim Carrey. Actually, nice. I've never seen Pee Wee Herman in my life. Like kind of like Jim Carrey. Yeah. All right. Super bad. Super bad. Okay. So we talked about Gold Slick. Okay. Um, alcohol. Yeah. Very important thing. Blah blah blah. Okay. Ooh. Let's talk about the opening titles. Open titles. Very seventies. Yeah. Very seventies and unique. So I think yeah. let's um so how it came about was Michael Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill, sorry, two time Academy Award nominee Jonah Hill. And Scott Pilgrim's own Michael Sarah. A lot of uh I'll spit. <laughs> oh, hold on, pocket talk. I'm gonna drink uh I'm gonna drink some Goldslick vodka to feel Some like Goldslick vodka, yeah. So uh pretty much talking about the title cards, how they are very seventies inspired, which kind of matches the um the um outfit choices for our main characters they are wearing these like 70s inspired clothes as as well and it it doesn't really match anything else in the movie uh besides maybe i know manish you've uh pointed out to me privately uh we're alone about the don't tell them about our about our private life um, i'm sorry well i'll i'll tell them that you've uh you've raised the point that the lighting in this movie it looks very 70s to you as well yeah so it's it's not flat like American Pie or Grown Ups. Right. Like a typical like Van Wilder raunchy rom-com. Or right. not rom, whatever. Teen More comedy. Shadows in this. Right? right. Yeah. So it's very 70s. So that made me, I'm like, what, why is this? And I, so I looked at the director. Shout out to Greg Matola. Greg He's Mottola. made one of my favorite movies, this, and Adventureland. And, I which is another great coming of age movie. Look forward to, to us talking about Adventureland within yeah. the next uh, 50 weeks. Probably. Right. And it and that movie also has a lot of like 70s inspired like Super. choices. Oh, yeah. So the lighting, um, yeah, his favorite movies are 2001, Godfather 2, Eight and a Half, 400 Blows, and Manhattan. Generally, very movies that are actually known for their lighting. Very dramatic. Right, like dramatic and casting a lot of shadows. A lot of use of shadow, exactly. That's So that adds just like, and he, he's, before this, he directed dramas. Yeah, as a one drama. Right? Um, so it's like, they didn't get like a comedy director who directed like Big Daddy to yeah, make this. Dramatic directors for for comedies. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting choice. It's interesting juxtaposition. Maybe my favorite filmmaking term. Juxtaposition. Juxtaposition. Okay. So yeah, the seventies uh, themes. Opening title. Yeah, seventies funk music. It was just fun. It was better than generic shots. Yeah, it, I'm just for like, some oh, reason, here's the high school. Here's the town. It, it for some reason in a weird way reminds me of the opening to. Reservoir Dogs. Oh yeah, it, it, it's very like like seventies music and just walking and they're just dancing. I love dancing. So it, any anytime people dance, I'm, I'm I'm on your side. You're a big fan of MJ, right? Um yeah, Michael Jordan. J- uh, well Jackson as well. Uh, Jackson. Oh the dancer. Yeah. Yeah yeah, big fan and MJ and MJ. Both MJ's big fan. I think they did a Pepsi commercial together. No way. Yep. That must be the best commercial ever. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. Oh yeah, they're bud. Oh yeah, this <laughs> was Canadian. You sounded ever in my whole life. Yeah. I used to say a a lot, like on purpose. No, no, it just happened. Oh, like, like I think like probably grade seven, eight, the dark years. 
Those are the dark years. <laughs> They're not. I'm just trying to mess with myself. Those are the years you you. F- uh, were those years you you first left? Uh, poor credit. Grade six. Grade six. So yeah, when I came the to the years. the trash that is Meadowvale. My sister only knows Meadowvale. No, you know Minnesota. the uh, the beautiful like Teletubbies land of of poor credit. I know the man. I grew up by a lake, yo, and now I'm on the mainland. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're we're like half an hour from the lake. This mainland. Yo, man. I walked in the marina every day. Yeah, no, legit. My parents made me. Huh. Yeah. That's very sweet. They're all like, oh, we got to go for a walk. Stop playing video games. Stop watching TV. It's going to get you nowhere. <laughs> Cut to you making a career in the media. It's purely for rebellion. This Your, your career is you being like, look at me now. Look at me now, dad. Look at me now, dad. It's pure spite. Amazing. That's a great character. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure what the value prop was for the opening. Just make your... You can do something goofy in your opening titles. It's like Fincher. He always has opening titles. It's not just random shots. Right. Except Gone Girl. Do something more interesting than, like, getting your, like, AD to shoot, like, the city. Yeah, exactly. Right. Try to, honestly, try to establish the mood of your movie. Yeah. So da- Damien Chazelle said this, and I totally agree. The only time you fully have the audience is, like, the 10-second blackout before the movie turns on. Right before, between the trailers. Right. That's the only time everyone is paying attention. The only time. So you... So- Get their attention right away. That's interesting because Bill Goldman says a similar thing about the screenplay. He's like, the most important part of a screenplay is the first 10 pages. Uh, when you're the, reading, yeah. But yes. the movie, it's the final 15 minutes. And for the movie, it's, it's exactly. Because if the if the movie is great, but the final 15 sucks, your movie kind of sucks. Yeah. Right? Which is like terrible because you, you you did well for like 90% of the movie. Uh, first impressions and last impressions count. In life, in relationships, in love... Um, which is not real, and no. in movies, especially in movies. movies. Movies, honestly, man. They seem to matter more sometimes. No, 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 no. I was going to say, like, just the analogy to making a good movie and, like, doing I, I interesting could. things in life. Right. Like, they totally apply. Okay. So back to the beginning of the movie. Um, another thing the movie does really well is oh, yeah. es- establish the tone through just the character dialogue. They're, the first thing that they're talking about is pornos. Yep. yep. Uh, specifically which porno site to get. I'm sorry, Natasha. <laughs> you have to be here for this conversation, but uh, you got to grow up sometime. Um, yeah, they're just talking about pornos, and they're like, oh, like, I don't know, what porn site do you want to get? So I'm like, I, I think the one that uh, Michael Sarah is like, oh, like um, straight 10 or something. Perfect like, 10. Perfect 10. He's like, oh, you know, because it could be like a bowling site. It could sound site, like right? a bowling site when I get like my credit card, like my parents, it's, it's a bowling site, it's okay. They might not know. I, I, I love that in, in, in 2007, this was a concern. What do you right? mean? Like paying for Oh, a sorry. Porn yeah, site. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then um, they also talk about the the actual stake in the movie of like they're both going to different schools. Yes. That's established immediately. Yeah. Right? Through just like good dialogue. So, value prop is establish your stakes and your tone as soon as possible. Soon as possible. Because, especially in this movie, it can turn a lot of people off probably because it's super just like just super dirty. Right. All the you, comedy. You know what you're in for. Like, yeah. Immediately. Right yeah. away. Yeah. It's like, all right. And you're either on or you're not. And perfect. Yeah. Right. He, Joan Hill talks about wishing he could suck Michael Sarah's mom's breasts. When, when, yeah, he's jealous that he got he's to do that jealous as a baby. That Michael Sarah's a baby got to suck his mom's breasts. Yeah. It's an amazing line. Jonah Hill's a crazy character in this. He is like uh He's like an ob- pretty obnoxious he, dude. If if he didn't have the the very like 
the very ending scene where he looks up at Michael and like has a feeling of like regret the Oscar nominee moment yeah right uh if if he didn't have that like emotional scene I would call him a sociopath maybe because he's he's all about sex he's just like like tunnel vision sex yeah like he doesn't understand like anything else oh yeah this is a good okay I think this is actually no I was gonna bring up the next value prop which is relevant but we'll just go in order based off our list because it's easier for us to just keep track yeah that's fair all right cool so yeah, establish your tone so the audience knows if they're going to be in or not. Never be half pregnant, folks. Don't be half pregnant. Can we talk about zooms? Zooms? Oh, yeah. So, zooms are funny. Zooms are funny. Why are zooms funny? Zooms are fu- because the A... So, YouTube online videos have really popularized the zoom. As as my sister is nodding right now. Zo- uh, zooms in like... Uh, not quick- a dolly, a zoom. A, a zoom, yeah, yeah, yeah. But... It, but- but they also do that weird quick cutting thing of like talking where a person can't say a full sentence in one shot. So they're it's just like cutting closer, yeah. They always do that for a joke or a random reaction where the person will just make like a, just some dumb face. Yeah, but zooms are funny. It just, it just looks goofy. It's hard to explain. It just looks right. goofy, especially when it's either it's a snap zoom, like fast, right. like Sergio Leone's Sergio Leone Spaghetti Western, or if it's like a slow zoom. Doing, and I, I think um, I'm... Realizing, I associate the snap zoom with a western. Yes. So when you do a snap zoom and it's not a western, it's a comedy. It, that's just funny. It's just funny because you're. It's like you're making a reference. You're and and you're doing like a to me kind of a serious shot. Yeah. In a not serious moment. It's just the juxtaposition. Exactly. So, please, you you can use zooms to emphasize just a joke. Yeah. So and they do it in this movie when um, McLovin is, the, he's talking to the cops in the liquor store and they're like, oh, gives your ID. He gives it to them and then. It starts like an over the shoulder on Bill Hader, then it just zooms in on his face, like extreme close up. You hear this music that's going like, I made it, might have made that up. I don't know. But it's funny. Use zooms, they're good. Right. Uh, actually, this is a total tangent, but um, I'm just. We don't, we don't do tangents on this podcast. I, I apologize. I, I will move to the next point, which is about penises. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm just watching like a random scene in, in, in a. High school, and I, I kind of just appreciate. Is a movie playing on your end? Are you looking? Yeah, it is. Oh, I'm, I'm just, sorry. Uh, if you haven't played, I'm just looking at the notes. Oh, that's fair. I'll put the movie on too, though. Okay. Okay. What scene are you on, actually? Uh, I am on the scene. Or give me uh, a timestamp. I'm a uh, one minute forty. One minute. Let's count down. Sorry, this does not make sense. Um, I am actually nine minutes in. Nine twenty-five. All right, I'm in. You're talking to Becca. Yeah, talking to Becca, and I, I'm just kind of appreciating the fact that this movie is using high school extras that look like high schoolers. It kind of just doesn't like. Oh, it, very good point. Like when I see like an extra that doesn't look like they, they fit in, it takes me out of the movie a bit. Grease. Like, why the, are they Grease. There? The movie, the John Travolta movie, Grease. Oh, because they all just look super old. Thirty-year-olds playing high schoolers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my sister! Don't watch! Don't look at the screen! Don't look at the screen! <laughs> <laughs> Natasha just like peeked at the screen, and it's a part where they're looking at pornography. Um, uh oh! Yikes! So yeah, Yikes. zooms uh, can can enhance the effect of comedy. Oh yeah, next point, penises. All right, what about him? What about him? Uh, Jonah Hill is obsessed <laughs> with them, and I can see why they are very interesting looking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, specifically, want to talk about the D drawing montage? Yeah, yeah, which is like probably the most famous part of this movie is the D drawing. Oh montage, yeah, hundred percent. Right? Yeah. So the point. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is. It is exactly what you're thinking. It is. Yeah, yeah. there's a. I, I, I guess we'll explain to our audience, Natasha, our the, live audience. The D drawing montage is Jonah Hill's character is explaining to Michael Sarah that the reason he hates Becca 
the girl that Michael Sarah's in love with, uh, is because when they were in in like grade two, two or three, uh, uh, Jonah Hill had a lunchbox full of drawings of penises because as a kid he was obsessed with drawing penises. He was just he, it was like a weird thing as a kid that he was obsessed with, but he knew it was wrong, so he hid his shame in uh, TM- Ghostbusters. Oh, lunchbox. Ghostbusters! I thought it was Teenage Mutant. Nope. He hid his shame in in a Ghostbusters lunchbox, and one day the lunchbox fell over, broke open, and all the penises spilled out. They spilled out right beside Becca, and she was like, "What?" And she called him out, and forever he was known as that like penis kid, and he, and he he had to go see a therapist. So he's held on to this like <laughs> hatred and re- resentment for Becca for for so long, which tells you yep. lo- it tells you a lot about his character. He's very like immature, super mature man. It's great. So, so um, the actual value prop here though is yeah. <clears throat> Why is it funnier than it, so, than it should be? Yeah. So it's funny because we actually see him drawing all the D's. Right. We it's I guess like show don't tell. It's a flashback. The, if yeah. if the scene was literally just him telling that story, right. no way it would have been as funny. It it'd be like It would be funny. funny. Yeah. But I don't think it would yeah. be as funny. Not as funny. No. No. And and the fact that they like showed every penis in the in the They went like yeah. So um point being some use flashback like cause a big issue with flashbacks yeah. is um, it's known to stop the story dead in its uh, I was going to say, saying use flashbacks isn't the best advice, maybe, because you're right, you're they, right. they can be boring. Uh, but this one uses, I think it's the only time it uses a flashback. It is the only time. And I, I think you had a point as well of um, uh, the lighting in the flashbacks looks different. Yeah, so it's a color palette, actually. Right, it's more so, like primary colors, right? Yeah, so generally in the movie, the color palette is uh, autumnal. It's, yeah. it's very fall. Even though I find it funny because... The movie takes place during the end of summer. Yeah, but the it, colors it, are fall. You know why? To me, sense. it adds a sense of nostalgia to that to a time that's actually supposed to be in the mid two thousands. But it makes it nostalgic because they're wearing like seventies clothes. Right. It, the color palette is yeah, like browns, golds, yeah. oranges. And I'm gonna go uh, pretentious here. Full pretentious. Fall equals change. Movies equal change. <laughs> Super bad equals change. Not just Relationship movies equal equals change, change, but uh, uh, coming of age movies equals change. Super meta. Heard it here first. It, it's it could be taken as pretentious, but I mean, I would not be surprised if that was on purpose. Maybe, yeah, right? Because I hope so. Why would you? That it seems too... it could be anything. It could have been American Pie. Sorry, American Pie. Really ragging on American Pie here. I don't know. It kind of deserves it. <laughs> the first movie's okay. I find it funny. Like when I was a kid, but... I don't think I ever liked those movies. Some of the girls. Okay. Um. So okay, hold on. When so when should the audience use flashbacks? When should we use flashbacks? Well, I guess when when it's uh when we want to show something that's happening and it's it's quick too. It's it's, it's, it's it is, but why not just talk? It's if it stops in its story. But this one doesn't stop the story. This it, one doesn't. It, it continues. So maybe it. okay, maybe it's because he's just explaining something that had to be explained. And it, it's it's flashback of new information. It, it is new information. It's not yeah. like flashback to, and actually the, the movie does kind of flashback to old information in, in the end with McLovin. Do we it need does, to yeah. fl- to flashback to him seeing his failures? We know he failed. Why is that there? Kind of weird. Uh, what These the, movie makers are hacks. Yeah. I, well, they don't know what they're doing. I agree. They we, made a uh, terrible movie. Um, and a podcast. Movie. See, the whale tale. Yeah. We sold in uh fla- so new Sorry, information. I, we, are, we are watching this movie on two laptops, very high tech setup, and we are now at the whale tail scene. That girl might not be in high school. She looks a bit older. She she could be college. 
I could see. Well, you could see all of them in college and just be like, yeah, it makes sense. Sure. Maybe, but she looks older. Could be the okay. whale tail. Okay. Um, we, we we should come to a conclusion for the flashback. I don't think I don't think we concluded anything. Uh, well, yeah, flashbacks are good for showing the information instead of having characters talk about it, and it's more effective when it's new information that we haven't already seen. Yeah, but doesn't always happen. Like in seven, Gwyneth Paltrow is telling Morgan Freeman that she's pregnant. We're not seeing that she's pregnant. She's just telling him. Maybe because it's such a small thing. You know why? I think that's, it's just yeah. the drawings are funny. That's a terrible example. I, I think it's, it's just funny. I guess it's just funny to see the drawings. Yeah. I, I think, think that's, that's all it is. When you have the opportunity to be funny, Ron. And especially because there's so many different variations of it too. Right. It would be like, I, I drew penises and then you're imagining just a bunch of like penises, but not like a, a penis in a tank. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> like a Tiananmen Square penis. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Is, not like one on like one. immolation during Vietnam War. Was that one of them? I don't know. Maybe. I wish. That's awesome. I'm a writer. I'm a writer. Okay. All right. Next one. Next. Value prop. Okay. Oh, this is a good one. So, Michael Sarah. This is actually a comedy writing. Comedy writing tip. Okay. So, Michael Sarah has about five scenes where he isn't with two-time Academy Award winner Jonah Hill, a friend of Dustin Hoffman's son, or McLovin. Right. And in all those other scenes, all the comedy derives from Michael Sarah being uncomfortable in that situation. Right, which makes sense because, like, he would be most comfortable with his friends, right? Exactly. Oh, uh, oh very good point. Very good point. So, so the first one, it's he punches Becca in her uh, chest area. Boob. Yeah. <laughs> really, really censoring yourself on this one. Hardcore. Okay. Um, yeah, he punches her there. Then the second one is he's singing... Um, to the cocaine dudes. Yeah. And then he's, third one, he's drunk and trying to like, uh, speaking of cocaine up. dudes, uh, shout to Martin Starr in that oh, scene. Martin Starr, Bill from top, top five show of all time. Freaks, Freaks and Greeks. Greeks, another Aptow joint. I, I think he said Freaks and Greeks. Freaks and Greeks. <laughs> Freaks and Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> yeah. Freaks and Geeks. Great I hate show. The, I hate the Bucks, by the way. Why do you hate the Bucks? Because they're not uh, the Welcome Raptors. to Sports Talk. Because uh, they're not the Raptors. Oh, uh, yes. We are uh, from Toronto. Toronto. The, the six. six is my is my sister says. Six buzz, six buzz. Six buzz. Go raps. Go raps, yep. Uh, yeah. Oh, we're at the penis oh, yeah. scene. Um, yeah. So he hypes himself in the bathroom, yeah. and then he's uh, with Becca in the bedroom, and he's super uncomfortable. Can you right. just say the joke because it's really dumb? Oh man, I'm not gonna say it. I I I'll, I will say because it it's, it's a great joke. So it's it's a scene where uh, Michael finally gets with Becca, but she is very drunk, uh, and Michael, being the honored man, does not sleep with her because she's too drunk. Uh, but when they're about to potentially sleep with each other, um, Becca, after Michael's taken his uh, pants off, she's like, "Oh my God, you have such a smooth cock," and Michael, Sarah, uh, amazing from Brampton, Ontario. Goes, uh, thank you. You would too if you were a boy. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic Fan- writing. Fantastic. Apparently that's the thing we say a lot. Fantastic. I'm okay with it. It's a great word. It sounds nice. Positivity, man. Positivity is always good, yeah. Positivity, we're an equal opportunity podcast. What does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> that was <laughs> an equal opportunity. There's two guys on this podcast. Uh, sisters here. We have, like, she doesn't have a mic. Female, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. She's not. She doesn't have a mic. <laughs> we have an extra one. I'm not giving it to her. No, this is a non-equal opportunity podcast. Hey, hey. all right, all right. So, um, 
Fish out of water for comedy always works. That was pretty much the point of that. Yeah, and right? and like we said, it makes sense for his character too because that's yeah. how he would feel. And make it super awkward. Like it can't be fish out of water. Like oh, I'm instead of math class, I'm in science class. I'm not good at science. Right. No. You have to like ratchet up the awkwardness. For yeah. The he's with the girl he's really into, and he's with people just doing hardcore drugs who are forcing him to sing because they think he's Jimmy's brother. Came all the way here from Atlanta or wherever he's from. Yeah. Uh, Tucson, no, not Tucson. Scottsdale, Scottsdale Arizona. Scottsdale, yeah. Arizona. So in Judd Aptown movie, Scottsdale gets shouted out a lot. Someone must be from People Scottsdale. People are from Scottsdale. Someone has to be from So Scottsdale. we're going to have Miss Saga in our movies. Mrs. Saga. It doesn't sound as funny as Scottsdale. It doesn't, because it's Canada, man. I think Brampton has to be in it. Brampton? Brampton's It might funny. just have to be Brampton. It's dumber. Oh, from Brampton. I came from Brampton, dog. <laughs> I'm from Brampton, dog. It's a Brampton man's. I want to get oh I want to get like um, one of my friends, couple friends in Austin Unam on this. They're 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 good at doing that they're, like brown man. It's like yo dog ting something something dog something ting. fam reach I don't know kill streak I don't know my kill streak. Let's tell that kill streak joke. Tell him I tell him the kill streak joke. <laughs> it's like the darkest joke ever. I know, but tell it. It's pretty much uh we we have a friend Omer who for some reason shout out. Shout out to Amir. Uh, he's in Cali. He's in Oakland, actually. He moved to Oakland. He moved to Oakland. Yeah, yeah man. But he's working in SF. He moved to Oakland, worked in SF, and he already got robbed in Oakland. <laughs> after like an hour of being there? Yeah, after an hour. He got his like package stolen, got his bicycle stolen. Packages being stolen are a yeah, big like thing in Amazon. the States. Amazon, yeah. That's like, I. that's weird. Yeah, man. Anyways, um, so uh, this guy, Omer, uh, he he loves watching live leak videos. Of car crashes. Specifically, yeah, <laughs> of, of car crashes. And if, if you don't know what- By the way, this is the same, uh, we we didn't say his last time. This is a dollar shop guy, by the way. This is dollar <laughs> shop guy. Shout out to dollar shop. Shout out to Scarborough. Um, yeah, so uh, if you don't know what live leak is, it's like YouTube, but you see people die. And he likes watching live leak videos of car crashes where people die. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure about people die, but he wanted it, to see the car crash. It, it's yeah, he's he's more interested in the car crash. And that's, he's interested in like the physics, you know. That's like what Buffalo Bill says, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that, that exactly. That's what like a murder says. Uh, so he he told us this, and we're like, Yo, Mary, you're crazy. Like, why are you watching these videos? And then our friend Anas. Was like, oh no, is it an OS or Enam? It's an OS. It was an OS, and then he was just like, because Omer's really into Call of Duty. He's really into Call of Duty, and he's like, yo, like when, when, like when, <laughs> when you watch these, you're just like, yo, kill streak, kill streak, <laughs> kill streak, yo, ah, air strike, get the air strikes in, ten in a row, twenty in a row. It's like it's like it's like Halo. It's like oh, Kilimanjaro, overkill, overkill. Wait, do do they say Kilimanjaro in Halo? Halo, yeah, after like that's like a tel- ten kill streak or something. That's amazing. But yeah, uh, it's uh, kill streak is my favorite joke. <laughs> that's that's a, I love that joke. Yeah. Kill yeah, streak. We, we we should get those guys on. on we'll get them on. We'll get them on. If anyone would like to donate so we can buy more mics, we'd love it. That's the <laughs> only way you're gonna get the hot takes. Or if you want to be on this podcast, just bring a mic. <laughs> yeah, who, yo, you want to fly in and be on this podcast? <laughs> yeah, BYOM, exactly. <laughs> oh, so can I say that? I think this this is the first movie where I saw Dave Franco. Oh yeah, Dave Franco. Shout out to Dave Franco. And I was like, why is who is skinny in this movie? Very skinny. And he's he, a chump. Yeah, no, he and he's a kid that peed his peed his his own pants. Oh yeah, yeah. That's his whole character. He he peed his pants. So one thing I love about this, I don't like soccer. I don't, okay. I'm in, I'm indifferent to soccer. Paul Kid loves soccer. I'm a big fan. <laughs> this, I'm in I'm uh, indifferent, but I like that they make fun of soccer in this movie. It, it's it's kind of funny. Actually. It's stupid <laughs> dumb. They're just like he's like yo Evan Dave Francis Evan get in the game. He's like it's like it's like it's soccer. It's soccer. 
think who cares? Yeah. Soccer man. His his hands are in his pocket when he says that. He's got to go pee your pants again. Like, that was like eight years ago. People never forget. I If you had made this movie, I, I can imagine Jonah Hill kicking the ball and saying, football. <laughs> it would be that. Because you love saying football. It, that's my favorite part about the, the beautiful game. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite part. Is when they say football. Not the goal. Football. That's how I like doing so uh, back to this is a, I, th- I think this is a movie movie making podcast. Yeah, you know what we're trying to do in this podcast. We're not trying to be those. A lot of video essays are very serious. What do you think that is? Um, I don't know. Like they're just trying to convey information. I get it. It's educational, right? And they're awesome. But I want I want to bring your own take to it. I want it to also just be this dumb hangout thing. Right, because. I mean, it's also just how we are. It, it, it's how we talk about movies, and like, I don't know, we're not pretending like we're like knowledgeable. Like, we just like watching movies. I don't know anything. I'm making movies in my mom's basement. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get into the next value proposition for the audience. This feels way more structured than our last podcast. Yeah, because we're going like in order, so uh, yeah. shouldn't miss anything. Good, go in order. Yeah, we're not just winging it. Also, apologies. We're sorry that the Story Circle podcasts are kind of boring right now. Yeah, they are. Well, I mean, it's 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 us like thinking on the spot. It's just that because um, we're thinking. Yeah, but whoever does listen to that, hopefully, you actually learn some stuff yeah. and get value out. And of it. like selfishly, I I want to keep a record of us like trying to understand stories. Exactly. It is m- mostly for us. It is mostly for us. Okay. So, uh, one sec. I'm just going through my list. Okay. So I have Jonah just wants to get laid with anyone and is way more pervy. Talks about how he's jealous. Oh, yeah. Paul, I, you're I, talking I, about. I think we've... we've Paul, you talked about 70s. Oh, am I on the wrong page? Sure, oh, no. You, we just skipped ahead. We just jumped around a bit. Okay, okay. Um, Yeah, blah, blah, blah. The D-drawing, the colors. We talked about the colors. Only in the D-drawing montage do the colors get primary. Like the scene where... Uh, children. Yeah, we can uh, talk about the lighting in the scene where Michael and Jonah first wake up after their night of partying. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. So, I think... Okay, so... <clears throat> gotta really clear your throat for this point I'm gonna get real right now okay I think one of the objectives of filmmaking should be when filmmaking gets real good it's when you feel the physical sensations that the characters are feeling visually mm, they they have to nothing has to be said you can just tell you can like subtext I guess it's not like it's like like, say when I stretch my arms like this. I'm stretching my arms really uh, wide out, okay? This feels like something physically. I, I love the get... physical action on this podcast, yes. Huh? <laughs> Demonstrating physical actions on this podcast. Look at me. You see what I'm doing, right, guys? You see, you can tell what I'm doing. Um, just that. That physical motion, just stretching my arms out, right? Right, right. How would you communicate? How do you, like, impart that feeling visually? Just through pictures, right? So... It's I mean, hard. You, you could just show someone doing that. No, but how do you actually make the audience feel it in feel, their brain? I see, I see. So, I don't know. I think I'm, like, hyper, like, my, like, spatial awareness and, like, visual acuity is, like, off the charts. Mm. Shout out to myself. Mm. Really, uh, really, <laughs> I can't say anything. Say it. I really jerk yourself off right now. <laughs> I don't know. It's because, like, I don't know. I, res- I just, I'm just very visual. I'm just, re- rep- I think more than average. You you do I I've noticed when we're driving together you're very good at knowing like north south east west more than like most people like you you don't need directions too too often. Tell me what else am I good at? Tell me. Uh, good at <laughs> taking a compliment, being humble. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so yes, so 
what I said before, how do you do that, right? So I think this movie, I don't know how they did it. It was a combination of acting and lighting where after like the, the night out drinking, they wake up and there's just like this super harsh light on Jonah and Michael Sarah's face. They wake up and their eyes are like kind of bloodshot and they're just like, oh my God, what's that? What's happened? And like their hair is all tussled. And I actually, I felt like I had, like I do after waking up from a hangover at that moment. I could actually physically feel it a little bit. So that, that, that scene is very like. It's like they're 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 like touching each other and going like boop. This is a scene right after that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's very uh <laughs> Say it. What what are you saying? Hey. Hey. What do you mean when you say hey? What are you trying to say? <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's very effeminate. Which uh not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. I, I, I actually think it's very sweet. Um that's that sweetness is part of the heart of this movie. It's like they are yeah. they're able to be emotional yeah. with each other, but but and it, it, it's kind of earned because it's it's at the very end as well when they're finally like understanding the the, the like value of the yeah. Okay, I'm gonna bring. Hold on, um, just for that phys- visual physical feeling translate into visual. Yeah. So often that's just done through camera movement. Yeah. That's why like I think Scorsese is not. I don't. I don't. I don't want to go goat. I don't know if he's goat. Right. But he's he's all time. He's he's like in your top tier. Oh yeah, easily. And the big big reason is when he moves that camera in super fast, like me and my sister do. When we watch, we were watching Cape Fear yesterday, and when that camera moves in fast, we go Wah! like like it's like a roller coaster. Like it's a roller coaster, and we just feel that like adrenaline rush. So that's like I think the the simplest way to do it. Super fast, and no one moves the camera generally as fast as he does. No, no, he is. Uh, you could say he's uh, he's on cocaine. He's like on cocaine and almost OD'd in the seventies. And De Niro had to say, "Yo, you gotta stop that. I need to make money. Did I don't wait, care about you. It was I don't because care about of Madi. It was because of him, really? No, no. Um, yeah, like Scorsese was he was in a bad spot. No, no, no. That that I know, but I, I didn't. De Niro know. helped him. De Niro talked him down the ledge. Yeah, really. In the yeah, he's like, "Yo, man, I think he's like, you can't be doing this. Like, come on. Well, I saved his life. Bobby, good job. Bobby, Bobby D. Bobby, bad grandpa." Bad Grandpa Bobby De Niro. All right, next, next, Valia prop. Valia. I'm walking down Harvard Square, and I'm seeing Goodwill Hunting. Doing math, I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. Are you trying to be Goodwill Hunting? I was trying to just entertain. I was trying to talk to the audience. So it's not just a bunch of dead space. Um, While Pulkit reads, we can, uh, we can. I guess it, we've kind of hit on this. I don't know if we need to like flesh out a bit more. Okay, what is it? The uh, three characters, our three main characters. Uh, how we differentiate them? We, we did that, that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really know. If we, yeah, we kind of. Oh, we can talk about the music. Oh. Did we, we didn't. Did we say the music? White people, yeah, black. Yeah, we we said that, right? Yeah, yeah. Let, let, jumping around. Let's talk about Emma Stone. Oh, you want to talk about uh, yeah. what's her name? Laura C. Uh, Laura, so <laughs> I love. I was reading the show notes earlier, and I I see him saying, "Yeah, I, that scene with Emma Stone and Laura C." And I'm like, "Who the hell is Laura C?" It's because he looked up the name of that one blonde girl who's texting on. Remember her how phone. I explained blonde hair is superior? Check out our Moneyball podcast. Yeah, please watch that episode. Um, Listen yes, to it. Laura C is is the blonde chick in the scene where. Jonah Hill makes a joke of uh, a thing on my back is it's on my penis. Um, th- she's in that scene, and uh, I, I think your point was how seeing Laura C and Emma Stone in the same scene like really made it stand out to you why Emma Stone is like why Emma Stone is a gangster actress. She's a gangster squad actress. <laughs> oh, oh, 
I've not seen that movie. <laughs> you know that movie's directed by Ruben Fleischer, who directed Zombieland, and his former Silicon Valley guy. And did he write it as well? No. Okay, that, that's why. Because it, it's written by the guy who wrote Venom. Gangster Squad? Oh, interesting. I've not seen Venom either. Venom's like a... I, I wish it was worse. Why? Because it, it was so close to being like... Uh, good. So bad it's good. Oh, so bad it's yeah, good. Yeah, like, I see. Like it, it was like bordering on like room. You needed you needed Tommy Wiseau to or, be Venom. Or, or just more Tom Hardy. More Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, he it seemed like he was the the only, and I like a lot of Reddit comments have said this, but it it seems like he was the only purse or um like actor in in the movie who knew that this was like a dumb, goofy movie. Okay. Like Riz Ahmed, uh, Michelle Williams, uh, they they did not know. And Michelle, Michelle Williams was doing a Michelle Williams thing and being just super sad in movies. Can we say why would you cast Michelle Williams as the romantic interest in a super like that's not her arsenal to me to me that that's not what she is capable of like she's good in sad movies to me michelle williams is the embodiment of depression yeah like manchester blue valentine she's a sad actor she's really good at it uh, she's amazing she's like yeah. one of the best yeah but, big like, fan big fan why would you put her in a van like in in a blockbuster superhero mm. i want her talking about how her kids were set on fire yeah not like, how you're breaking my hat <laughs> that's why that's my Michelle Williams. Female Boston accent. Yes, female Boston. Okay. Also my Rudolph voice in the Santa movie. That's how I do Rudolph. You have like you have like two voices. I play Rudolph in my in the Santa movie we're making. I play Rudolph and Sh- shout out to the the day Santa died. Day Santa died uh, coming out. Please I don't know when. Buy it on bl- Blu-ray and 4K in twenty thirty-five. <laughs> it, it 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 will be a great movie. Yo, Day Santa died is gonna kill it. What? Day Santa died is good. It's oh, gonna yeah, kill yeah, it. Oh, no, for sure, yeah. Okay, um, what were we talking about? Talking about Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Okay, so let me tell you why she's great. Okay, um, I have a, I have a theory. If you want to know how good an actor is, look at how they, just watch them when they don't have dialogue. Right. Look at, react look, to. Like, watch them react to stuff. Right. So. Laura C, the blonde friend. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her last name right. Um. She's not bad. No. It's nothing like that. I, I just, in that one scene, I did not believe her because she was too big. All of her reactions were too big. When she was like looking at her cell phone, she like got a text and went like, hmm, big smile, like nodded her head really right, big right. up she and like down. really sold that. You should really check out this scene. It'll really help. Just watch I, her. I, uh, right? I'm watching it right now. Yeah. It's that like when she was like kind she like flared, flared her, flailed her, flailed her arms one point, just be like, oh, I don't know. Just flail, flails her arms like really it's over the top. I think I wrote down. It felt like I was watching a a commercial. You're right. I, I'm actually watching the scene right now. She does a lot of those things where she'll like, like she's drawing attention to herself, smirking, well. be like, "Oh yeah," like but like silently. So she's yes. not like making noise, but she's so loud. It's so loud. Yeah, she's loud but not saying anything. Because I'm like, every time I've watched this movie, I notice her there. She yeah, I actually. Like she almost takes away from I, Emma Stone a little when, bit. When when I think of that scene, I almost thought it was like a single on her and a single on Emma. I didn't know it was a wide. Yeah, it's a two shot. It's a two shot. Yeah, a two shot wide. Yeah, right. So she's playing to the back seats too much, in my opinion. Which in my I movie acting is not backseat acting. Movie acting is you're just it's like you're acting to someone who's like two feet in front of you. Right. So the re- and because of that, I did not believe her, but. 
there's one moment when she reacts to Jonah's like uh, back. There's a it's because my back is on my pee. When he says that line, then she actually has a very genuine reaction because it's way more subtle. Could have been all, a real one too. Hmm? It could have been actually yeah. just been real. Exactly. Real because reaction. all she does is like use her eyebrows, eyes, and mouth and slightly like deflates her posture a bit. She doesn't like flinch back like, oh, wow, that was gross. It's nothing like that, right? And that's when I believed her. And if you watch Emma Stone, mind you, she has way more lines in this scene. Right. And in the movie. Her, and the whole her, movie, right? Her character is more like fully Exactly. Realized. She's the main character, right? But even then, even her reactions, they feel more natural. She feels present. Feels like she's just there. She's just this. She's just Jules. And like it's like, it's hard to explain. Her reactions are not as big. That's one thing. Right. Right. And it's just present. I think presence is. It feels like she's just there. So she's if, behaving, if, reacting. Um, not performing. She's not performing. Do you, do you think they notice this on set? Yes. No, actually, so eight. Um, okay, one is they did notice it, but they're like, it's not important enough, and we don't have time. Right, the movies was, perpetual time crunch. Exactly. Right, they're, so they're like, whatever, good enough. And they know people are going to be looking at Emma Stone for the most part. Plus, most people, I don't think they're analyzing to this extent, right? No, and yeah, it's pretty clear yeah. that we're supposed to look at Emma Stone because she's talking. Exactly. Yeah. Or they honestly didn't notice because they were so focused on just like Emma Stone making sure she's getting it right. Yeah. That they did not notice. Yeah. That happens to me. Like if I'm, that's the whole. It's called directing attention. Look. You look where people are talking. Right. So even the movie makers are looking at whoever is talking. Right. You you miss the extra sometimes. Exactly. Right. Um, she's still good. Like in the rest of the movie, Laura sees fine actually. It was just this one scene that I did. And it's you're be, you're beside a Oscar winner, Emma Stone. Oscar and winner, Emma Stone. Two time Academy Award no, uh, nominee. Is she two time? She got nominated this year. I'm, ta- I'm talking with Jonah Hill. Oh, Jonah Hill. Jonah. Exactly. Oh man, she's with the Oscars. She's with three. Uh, People that have been uh, winning in life. Yikes, man. Shout out to... Uh, Laura C. Laura C. I hope we get to work with you. Oh, of course. I think... Honestly, if she... I think it was just toned down a bit. It was, yeah. I think if she did that, she. I think she'd be great. I think she'd be great. Okay. So that was a uh, acting. Act like how I told you to act right now. Right. Don't Spe- be, don't be, be Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Unless you're making The Shining. Right. Which is supposed to be big. Speaking of actors, uh, I I know you're a huge fan of Jonah, uh, two-time, two-time Academy yep. Award nominee Jonah Hill's performance in this in, in this film. We uh, talked about that in Moneyball. We did. Do we, we need did. to go over again? We'll go. We'll do that at the very end. Yeah. Um, one point that you had in your show notes that I like is uh, just like a very obvious one of why do we root for these guys? It's because they look like underdogs. There's two skinny guys and a fat guy. Two skinny like a fat guy. If, yeah. if they looked good. We would be like less interested in oh, yeah. succeeding because they're yo timestamp it yo producer timestamp that's a good value prop say it again book it uh, we are are on... never mind never mind because she got the timestamp uh, you got it you got it okay that that's a good note don't cast handsome people in underdog roles just just don't unless cast it's handsome Ryan people. Gosling in First Man where he looks nothing like Ryan Gosling it's like all that like debonair charm is gone. Yeah, because he's playing. Uh, he has Aspergers in that movie. He's playing an astronaut with with Aspergers. I'm. <laughs> can someone, uh, if someone is listening to this and like knows about NASA and space and like specifically Neil Armstrong, can you tell us if he has Aspergers? Because we tried looking it up. I tried looking it up. Uh, couldn't find anything, but I feel like he found like a tidbit piece of information from like <laughs> Neil's like great great something, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Neil was kind of like you know 
kind of like like autistic. It was he's burgery. Like, this he's... is the fucking decision I'm making for the whole movie. He's he is Asperger's. Yeah, this is gonna get me my Oscar. <laughs> and it made him so boring to watch. So boring. All the charm. And the thing is, like, he's played characters that are, like, very, like, stone cold. Quiet, exactly. Quiet, but he's still, like, very interesting. Yeah, like, drive. He's so compelling in drive. But in in First Man, my God. But that movie, like, even, it it took the charm out of Damien Chazelle. Like, that movie just, like, sucked the soul out of everyone. I don't know what it is. Except the ending, was actually on the moon. That part is the the most interesting. We had a theory. The whole movie is set up just so that part looks better at the end. (laughs) They, like... Yeah, they 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 like self sabotaged to make sure the moonlight yeah. is great. I think Claire Foy is the only good person in that. Claire movie. Foy is good. Yeah. It was also our theory where maybe that's why no one makes Neil Armstrong movies because he's just not an interesting character. Very good point. Like the fact that we have so many space movies, but they Buzz Aldrin seem to re- like revolve around everything the, but the Neil. first landing, which you would think is a story. That's the most interesting story is the first landing, but but instead you have like Apollo 11 or you have like o- October Sky. It's like really different space movies. October Sky. That's a My great movie. My sister loves Jake Gyllenhaal. I think she's in love with Jake Gyllenhaal. I, I kind of am too. He's he's beautiful. He's How a, dare you say that? He's a beautiful boy. How dare I'm not, I? I love Jake Gyllenhaal. What's, what's, what's your favorite uh, Jake? Source so Code is a great movie. Yeah. By uh, by uh, Zoe, Zoe Bowie. Bowie. Zoe yeah. Bowie. Zoe Bowie. Oh, yes, Manisha. Please uh, explain to the audience your connection with Jakey G. With Jakey G. Yeah. So um, what is my... Oh, yeah. It's like... Okay. My connection with uh, Jonah Hill. I mean, no. Jake Jonah Hill is... I, um, on the last movie I made, um, one of one of my... One of the actors who is fantastic. He's so good. Super nice guy. All around uh, two thumbs up. This is way the up. Swedish guy we referenced. Yeah, yeah, Swedish guy. We don't want to give any names away here. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Um, yeah, Swedish guy. So his cousin is an actress. Um, so no, it's not, not his cousin, actually. His sister. I believe his half-sister. Right? That's She's an actress. So then they were at, and she recently got married. So they were at her wedding where Michelle Monaghan was at. Michelle Monaghan is in source code. Michelle Monaghan knows Jake Gyllenhaal. I know Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm better than everybody listening to this podcast. <laughs> we're, we're all one degree of separation further from him than, than you are. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Smash Cuts. Smash Cuts? Smash Cuts. Okay. Um, we're good with the acting? I think so. Okay. I mean, we don't need to talk about yeah. Jonah Hill. No, we didn't talk about the, the contrast, though, and the writing. It makes us like um, Jules. We know Jules likes him because of the joke. Oh, yes. that We should go back to the... Uh, sorry for jumping around. The uh, Jules uh, scene where we're uh, seeing him talk about the uh, his back being on his penis. Yep. Um, her, this, is a, this scene is actually about, hey, can you get alcohol for us? Right. But but the fact that when, when he makes, makes that joke. a dumb joke, uh, Jules' friend like just like taken aback. She's like, wait, wait, what did you say? Yeah. And, and Jules laughs. She laughs, exactly. So that, that tells us right away, oh man, Jules is actually kind of into this guy because to me, the normal reaction would be that was a creepy joke. Yeah, this is pretty creepy. Especially like these two girls he doesn't know very well. No. Right? Equal opportunity employer. Uh, <laughs> you call yourself an employer? Yep. I am actually. I am going to be an employer. You are, sure. Your What's, startup is now employing Pulse people. Pulse Industrial is hiring co-ops. If you're down, apply. I... Pulse, what's what's the website? www.pulseindustrial.ca. Okay. Yeah. Funny. But uh, we're hiring through Waterloo because Waterloo has the best co-op students. It does. Shout yeah. out to Waterloo. Uh, every other school can... Oh, sh- <laughs> oh my <laughs> sister's right, yeah. is repping the Waterloo fastball shirt that she's wearing as well. Amazing. Okay. 
Um, yeah, but I, I, I think that's yeah. So in terms of writing, yeah, you can um, to make it very clear that um, this is like the uh, a contrast and the yeah. yeah. It's pretty much what a reaction. It seems bigger when it's contrasted with the opposite reaction. That tells us right away. Oh no, she's just not like being polite. She's actually really into it. She's really into him. Because if it was just them two, she might have been like, haha, it might have been like, oh, she could have been being polite. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. That's if, why Jules, uh, oh, sorry, Julie C, Laura C is necessary. Well, yeah, you you served your purpose. There you go. Served your purpose in life. Made Emma Stone look good. <laughs> Made Emma Stone look good, exactly. Um. Okay. Okay, now to Smash Cuts. Smash Cuts. Hey, now you're an all-star. Is it Smash Mouth? Yep. Yes. Apparently I'm old, right? Because I'm 27, you 16-year-old. How dare you? You know what she you know what she did to us? What? Me and Paul Kitt, we were on, you were there, remember? I, I was talking on the phone. Paul Kitt and I were talking on the phone, and my sister's talking about what's the tea or something. Spilling the tea? Oh, spilling the tea. I so um what? Yeah, if you guys want the Snapchat, my oh, sister will send a, it to you. Yeah, there's a Snapchat of Manish going on UrbanDictionary.com <laughs> and being like, what is spill the tea? Googling it and then and then I'm looking it up, and, and it's like, apparently the origin is um, in the southern states, they would, like, gossip over drinking tea. So I say, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, hmm, interesting. She got that, and then she, and she titled the snap, uh, look, elders being elders or something. Elders. Just, we can watch it later, but um, it is, uh, uh, I spilled the tea. It, it makes me feel old, because we, we called it, like, I don't know, talking trash, I don't know. Gossiping? I never said the word gossip girl. I named it educating, educating the elders. Educating That's what she called elders. that Snapchat. My How God. dare she? How Thinking dare she? we're old. You know, and I'm very excited when you turn 30 and your life is over. But, but she'll, exactly. She'll she'll keep calling you old. Though. It's, yeah, it's, it's okay. I'm a man. Age like wine. <laughs> Toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. At its <laughs> finest right there. <laughs> I love that McLovin dressed up as Aladdin to go. Oh, it's alcohol. So He's dressed up as Aladdin. Yep. It's like the weirdest choice. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, we got the acting. We got the writing. I think those are really. I think those are the big highlights for value in this as in this whole episode. I think. I think so. Okay. Give a couple um, more points. Though. Huh? Couple yeah, we got more. Yeah, got more. We're not done. We're geniuses. We're geniuses in my mom's basement. In our mom's basement. Okay. Mom's basement. So, um, oh yeah. Now, why Jonah is an amazing actor. You can talk about this part, Pocket. Oh, uh, well, just the escalator scene, I guess, is what you're talking about. No, no, no. That's the spit scene when he gets spit on. <gasps> oh, the spit scene. Yeah, good point. Beginning of the movie. Very early on when uh, Jonah is just like talking, talking all sorts of high school trash of like wanting the P, wanting the V and the P, <laughs> P and the V, whatever sex is like, I don't know. Uh, and he's just like <laughs> talking real big game to Michael Sarah In the convenience and, store. And honestly, uh, it the first few times I've watched the movie, I... Jonah Hill's character annoyed me, and that's yeah, yeah. and I for the longest time I took it at face value as like oh that's just who Jonah Hill is, and that's just me being dumb because no that's acting. He is like acting as a very annoying kid and doing it very well. His interviews, he's like a chill, cool guy. Very cool, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so like seeing how like annoying he was being, and then seeing right after they they exit the convenience store and some like mullet douchebag does a real nasty like hawk loogie spit, like you you can like. You can hear like his like diaphragm moving when he spits at. It's disgusting, <laughs> um, and jo- and John Hill like very quickly goes from like confident, like in his element, like in his out, yeah, and very like annoying high school kid to like very insecure very quickly. Yeah, 
It's it's like uh, rewatching that. It's like a very good piece of acting. I think it's great. Yeah, I believe both of them. Yeah. And yeah. As a trend, I like subtle acting. I also like Jack Nicholson shining. Acting, right. But in like quote unquote like these real movies, right. I like this. So it's just he did just a little look to his right, and his face just kind of went flush, and it's the slightest frown. That's right. all it was to communicate that he's super uncomfortable. Right. It was so real. It was so real. And then right after that, he goes back into douchey mode. And he's like, why don't you stand up for me, bro? And he's like, well, what am I supposed to do? It's like four on two. And he's he said, like, he said, what are you going to do? Dive in front of the spit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great line. Also, uh, we, 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 we haven't talked about this, but this movie uses dream sequences. It's actually very interesting. Oh, we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll to that. I just want to touch on this acting a bit. So, um, yeah. so that uh, Jonah sh- that Jonah moment, right, where he goes from um, not good guy from just his, in his element to super insecure, right. There's a transition. There's a cut in between those shots. I was uh, I have a theory. I'm like, I wonder how that would have played if it was all done. Like we saw him, his facial expression actually change on camera. Like James McAvoy and split. One reason, like our friend Danielle, shout out to the no tap water drinker. Um, <laughs> Bottled water only. Bottled water only. Bottled bot- oh, Man, I, I, I stumble so much. That's fine. I'm a stumbler. It's a pilot. I could have been a stumbler. I could have been. I a- am a stumbler, though. Could have okay. been, a, yeah. Okay. What was I going to say? Uh, you were talking about oh, yeah. having that as a longer take with, yeah. with no cutting. Yeah, just on camera to change. Right. I think that would have that would have made it even more impressive if we saw that change. Like in right. Split, yeah, he's just changing personalities, right? And James McAvoy, and it's like, oh wow, he's such a great actor. No, 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 no. Do you do you, do you think he's not? No, I think he's fantastic. <laughs> okay, I just like saying because it it's just it's just fun. This is this is kind of like your like your like Nina thing. What's my Nina thing? Where like if Nina is doing an impression of someone, it's it's layered in like a million layers of irony. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just like, oh yeah. <laughs> And then my prof was like, oh, my God, that's such great work. And it's like, was he actually, did he actually like your work? And he's like, yeah, he did. And it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> you, you made it sound like it was like sarcastic. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jay we did really well in that movie. So um, value but, prop, if possible, see if you can show that behavior change on camera. Right. But uh, why do you think they didn't for this movie? I think uh, because a comedies are generally sh- um, pacing is super important right and the fact that he turned around the camera would have had to move Mm. and that is time and it might have been a camera move that's like not in the language the visual language of this movie no this movie doesn't have a lot of camera moves very it does like yeah not too many yeah right um like in the scorsese spielberg vein nothing like that um but it would have been interesting it would have been interesting but it still like works but the fact that i'm i had to like pay attention to it for this podcast to actually notice it. Right. It's, says it's not very in your face, which is it's, why maybe Jonah Hill was not two-time Academy Award nominee. At Jonah that Hill. point, he was just Jonah Hill, Dustin Hoffman's son's friend. Jonah exactly. Hill. That's how I know him, too. Yeah. We're friends with Dustin Hoffman's son, by the way. I mean, who isn't? Uh, Dickie, Dickie Hoffman. That's his name. <laughs> That's his name. Is, is that, like, short for, like, Richard? Yeah, Richard, Richard Dickie Hoffman. He does a lot of coke. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. How do you know this? I'm making everything up oh right now. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm <laughs> believing all of this. Uh, you know why? Because I'm a subtle actor. Very subtle. Woo! From the smile on your face from ear to ear. Killing it. Killing it. Killing it. Okay, next value prop. What's on, what, what else did we learn, Pocket, from this video? 
from this. You uh, know, me and my sister, we, we, we've been, so we call like things vids, like YouTube videos. Oh, vids. We started calling movies vids. Oh my God. That's ironic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very ironic. But it's fun though. Vids. What, what vid are you watching? What you think of that vid Schindler's list? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Oh god, that's so good. Okay. Goodbye, juice. Good goodbye, juice. Um <laughs> come back. My sister's freaking out. She doesn't get our reference. It's okay. Oh, have you seen the movie? Uh, oh, in history class. So there's that scene where that um young girl, she's just like screaming, Goodbye, juice. Goodbye, juice. No, we're referencing Louis C.K. talking yes. about that joke where there's like I don't need to go into it. No. It's not important. It's not important. Just listen to Louis C.K. He's he, I I wanted okay. One alternative name that we had for this podcast yeah. was Harvey Weinstein did nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Natasha, you, you said your friend who listened to this. Your, they did not like friends. the Harvey Weinstein part. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I see. Tell your friends to suck it. We Yeah, she says we're coming off as a, a, offensive, but that's... Uh, Harvey Weinstein did nothing wrong. Just the name of a podcast. Doesn't I, mean it's our take. Or that's like not our opinion, take. No. But our name was going to be Harvey Weinstein did nothing wrong. It's the name of our production company. <laughs> All right. All right. Next, uh, next talking point is uh, Smash Cuts. Yep. Yep. Um, and uh, ironic voiceover. Yes. So it was the uh, ironic voiceover. I'm not sure if I said it on uh, mic there. Uh, caught it now. Um uh, and I, I think it was specifically in, in, in the scene where Michael Sarah was telling uh, Becca about his crazy weekend. She was like, oh, like, how come you, you weren't at the party? And he's like, ah, oh, me and the boys had a crazy weekend in Scottsdale. Uh, they And then it <laughs> smash cuts to them, like, being at one of their dads, like... They're watching pornography. Yeah, no, they're watching porn. They're, like... They're at a party. It's just making like, loving Michael, Sarah, Jonah getting drunk. Pretty much, he's trying to act like he's it was a cool, yeah, really sophisticated. They're just being ratchets. They're being ratchets and being kind of lame. But it's yeah. just funny. But it's funny because it's he's trying to impress the girl, right? Yeah, exactly. So lesson, uh, value prop there. You can use like that almost like ironic voiceover, right? When a character is like say trying to impress a girl, or you want to show that a, even you want to show that the character is lying, they do that in Wolf of Wall Street. There's a laugh out of it, right. where Leo he goes into the pink sheet, the penny stock place with Spike Jones, right? Um, uh, Spike Jones, actor from uh, Moneyball, right? That's Spike Jones. That's what he's primarily known for. That's all I know him for. He's an actor. He he doesn't make movies. Um, why would he? He's a hack. Um, Spike Jones. <laughs> Sorry, I'm eating dumplings at the same time, <laughs> and it's uh, making my mouth uh, sweaty. Sweaty mouth. Sweaty mouth. Sweaty mouth. Uh, sweaty mouth sounds like a disease. Sweaty mouth, Manish. That's my name. That's your nickname. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Leo's in there, and he's trying to. See, and he's selling socks for the first time in there, and he's like, "I want to set you up with like Aero Float, da 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 da. It's this like state of the art, blah 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 company." And then Scorsese, they just and Thelma, they just cut to a shot of like a shack. It's right. just a still image, a picture of a shack, and right. then always gets a laugh, right? So it's the same idea. Right, just juxtapose, uh, ju- juxtapose the information with like, what the character's saying versus the truth. You'll get a laugh, or you can communicate other things. Experiment with it. That's a dope value prop. Heard it here first. You heard it here first. Uh, 
can't learn that anywhere else. Probably. Nowhere else. Nowhere else. Everyone else, they stole it from us. Yeah. If you hear it again, it's because of us. <laughs> okay. I think your next point was on the uh, the the camera moves, uh, specifically the 60s style camera yeah. move in, in the scene where Michael Sarah is caught peeping. He's a Michael. Yeah. Michael Sarah. It's a, a peeping Tom. So this is actually... Um, so this is actually our very last point because it also ties in with the thing. You're right, yeah. So our uh, two, two last written down points. Yeah. Um. So Michael Sarah, he's in he's in the class. Actually, no, I'm just gonna explain how it is in the movie because that's a so it's a shot. We see a shot. It's like on a telephoto lens, maybe like 85 to 90, and then we see the classroom, the chalkboard, and the teacher from Freaks and Geeks, the math teacher from Freaks and Geeks. He's 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 like doing math equals mc squared math. And then the camera. That is math, right? That's math, right? No, that's no, no, I think that's math. I think you guys are wrong. No, uh, no you're it's wrong. math and physics. Yeah. Math, it's, a, it's only math. Only math. Um, so it starts on the chalkboard, and then like it pushes in, and then uh, pans to the left at the same time, and then it reveals like Michael Sarah and in that like class. like is there some uh, dialogue or is it like no dialogue, right? It's, no dialogue. It's just through the camera. Yeah, just camera, right? Like nothing like triggers the move. It just moves, right? Moves, and then we see him then, and his face turns towards the camera, then cut to a POV shot of him looking at Becca, looking at her uh, chest area. Yeah, her uh, her uh, chesticles. Her chesticles, yeah. Look, <laughs> <laughs> look in there, and then um, cut, and then uh, cut back to Michael Bubba. So I think it's A, that part is great, because that type of opening camera move, you don't see in movies anymore. Right. It's very Hitchcock, where it's like, look at this thing, then the camera will just move to look at this other thing. I'm going to do a video about, video essay on this. Uh, at some point. So check out uh, Making My Mom's Movies. Making My Mom's <laughs> Movies. It's a different podcast. Uh, that's a different podcast. Making Movies. Making Movies, uh, the YouTube channel. I'm going to post it on there. Um, I love that type of move. It doesn't happen anymore. Cause it's Why not, do you like it so much? It feels um, feels very authored. feels authored. Authored. It feel, because it's not like you're just following a character move. It feels like he's like, look here. Then it's like literally takes your head and it's like he's moving your head to this point. It, it's the most like directing-ish like shot. Like it's like yeah. you are. Uh, it like, feels like I'm being like to- actively told a story. Which someone could say is bad. Someone could say it's right? bad. You yeah. know, I definitely have a bias because I want to be a movie. I Sorry, I am a movie director. You are. Yeah. <laughs> You've made short films. No, it's just a, it's a bias probably. Right. But I, I find it so much more engaging. I also just love camera move, just seeing it move. It's just, you know, I remember saying like that visual acuity I have, like I can right. just feel a physical sensation sensation when the camera moves. It, and it's just, I guess, more interesting to you than like the 90% of movies that just have like static shots and no yeah. camera moves. Which is still good. There's nothing wrong with it. Right. It's just like, I'm, it's just so awesome that they did this in this movie. Yeah. And it yeah. makes sense because his favorite movies are 70s and 60s movies. Right. So that, that like influences Greg there. And um, that, that kind of shot isn't in this movie very no, often. No, that might be the only one. Right. Might it's... be the only one. And I, I wonder why that is. Maybe it's the only time it's appropriate. Um, Who knows? But you could have probably put that into it. You can. You can. Yeah. Who knows? And I uh, think another. Uh, uh, another uh, so hold on. Point being, oh, in, sure. infuse. Um, you can infuse, I guess, that like 60s style interior. Right. You can. I don't want to say cool camera moves because that just doesn't mean anything. But I'm that's, just gonna, I, I think cool camera moves Because it's are, not even a cool camera move. No. And that's like a crutch for a lot of new uh, people getting into movies. They're just like, oh, what's a cool... What's a cool shot? Right? That's a YouTube issue, I think. Yeah. Everyone's like, yo, that's a really cool camera angle. That was cool editing. But like, I, I think this scene, while the camera move is good, I don't know if it like enhanced the scene like greatly. 
I it, I doubt it. The, the scene would have been just as effective. The it's, the whole point of the scene is like this dude uh, likes her and he's still a teenager, so yeah. he's still like being caught Big doing like, dumb things. It's information control, which yeah. it starts with the board, and then you also know geography right away. It's boom, it just moves. This or Michael. Do you know what? I just realized. So the camera move it it does sort of the board, and then it. Uh, Do you know what I'm talking about? Pull up the scene. Yeah, no, I'm I'm watching it. Oh, you're watching. Okay. Um, so the camera it 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 looks at the board and then it turns to Michael. But um, it, it turns in a way so that behind the camera, that's where Becca is. Yeah, she's yeah. It's, it's not it's, random. It's in the line of action between. It's the in the two. line of action. I think uh, that's why it's I, more appropriate. I think that's actually for dialogue for shooting dialogue scenes. A good default if you don't know where to put the camera. Get to line of action. Is put it in the yeah. middle of the line of action. Yeah, exactly. and, and that's between what they the two do. Characters. They so that it, it almost it and this could be a bias because that's how they did it, but it, it now feels like it's like necessary because you have to both establish geography and get to the line of dialogue or the the line of action and that could be done in two shots but doing it once is cooler i guess yeah so yeah it's efficient saves time there's a lot yeah uh so i'll put that in your comedy you don't have to shoot it like like a comedy like a typical comedy yeah. exactly uh okay. watch watch the every frame uh video yeah watch how to do visual comedy it doesn't it right. kind of talks about this a bit parts yeah okay now michael Sarah's greatest acting in his gd career Besides his uh, Pillsbury Doughboy commercial. Apart from that, apart yeah. from Brampton Michael Sarah, not this Hollywood Michael Sarah. Yeah, yeah. Brampton Michael Sarah is for the, for the uh, film purists, I think. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I think, once again, it's super subtle acting by Michael Sarah. Which which is, I, I think it's your favorite acting. Of his career. Of, in like movies? No, just like in general. You, what? you in seem our next... to gravitate to more subtle acting. Right now. Or it, it just seems the movies we've talked about lately have, have had more subtle Because we're acting. doing like, we're not doing like over-the-top movies, right? But there are like over-the-top acting parts in these movies. There like... are, but I still believe them, I guess. To me, it's harder to make over-the-top believable. Did you believe it in The Shining? Shining, it's... it's or it's... The Shining is like a c- cartoon. Right, it's like nothing is believable there. It's just it's, watching. It's this whole like made-up Stanley Kubrick, Stephen King world. Um, Michael Sarah's greatest. Look at the way people stand in The Shining in like that Grady sequence when Grady and Nicholson are in the bathroom, the red bathroom. Okay, it's so awkward how they're standing. It's like people don't stand that way, right? So automatic, like in every aspect of that movie, there's no like reality. The whole point is overlook is crazy. So like now, like the way they stand is weird. Everything is slightly uncomfortable. I I haven't seen the movie too much. Uh, before they get into the crazy like overlook ho- hotel stuff, does it yeah. start a bit more like um, normal? Just like the like shots itself and everything. The shots generally are the same, or or, or I guess the the acting. Um, kind of yeah, it's a bit more normal before like, that. It, it gets more over the top as which makes the... sense, right? Because he's going crazy, right? Um, so that's why it's a horror movie. If this is not a horror movie, Superbad is not a horror movie, right? Um, yeah. So Michael Sarah, he's looking at a uh, Becca's chesticles, right? And you see him look, and then with just his eyelids slightly drop, and that's the moment you know he's just lost in them. Right. Oh yeah. His his he eyes. He has just look... seen a black hole. Oh my god. Yeah. He's that's that's actually very very true. It's it, I very relate to that. <laughs> very relatable. My sister's here. Don't. What are you doing? Um, I'm a red blooded American. <laughs> I'm a lot of feeling. How do you? Uh, so that's happened to you. Oh yeah. In oh. class. Has that happened to you? Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I actually don't know. I'm actually being honest. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, it's, for, it's for sure happened. It's Okay, yeah, it's, I don't know. Prob- I don't know. 
It's fine. I don't know. I don't know. My, my sister's here. She can't read subtext. I'll I'll take everything you say as like it's like not true anymore. Like as, <laughs> like as as long as she's here. As nothing. long as she's here, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah that amazing that, that look is a great way to convey it's so she's good. just like lost. Yeah, and then it's so good because the thing that happens right after. So <laughs> Becca, like she catches him looking. She looks at him like, huh? Like squints her eyes, and then you see Michael Sarah look away. The teacher saying like, and that's why like E equals M C squared. Then you see Michael like just nod his head like, yeah, you're right. That is why it's E equals such MC overacting. Squared. It's such but overacting. appropriate overacting. So he did. Laura sees acting <laughs> meta in this scene. Really, to, really to, roasting her because, this podcast. <laughs> I'm sure she's lovely and great. Yeah. I, it's just that one scene, right? Um, remember, that's all this. We're not trying to put anyone down. Uh, I'm talking about this. Is not a criticism podcast. No, it's just like observing. Yeah, just observing, right? We're trying to get better. Um, he does bad acting to Becca to convince Becca that he wasn't looking, and then that's why we laugh. We can tell. Oh, he's faking it. It's like, very like oh, meta. Yeah. yeah, it's so meta. It's so good. That's why Michael Sarah is uh, the goat actor. Daniel Day, who? More like uh, Michael Sarah Lewis. I don't know. <laughs> the Lewis part is what makes you the ma- amazing actor. Uh, so great. So I, I think those are our main points. Those um, are the notes we got written down. Yeah. Main uh, main takeaways from this movie. I think okay. uh, I think the, the, the most important, though, is, uh, is Jonah Hill's Jufro. His Jufro, yeah. yeah. Really, really sells the oh, yeah. schmuck look he has. In the schmuck look. <laughs> Actually, I do... Um, we can talk about the thing, the flashback scene. Flashback scene? So they're buying the gold slick, trying to buy the gold slick. No, it's not a flashback. It's a dream, it's a dream, it's a dream sequence. sequence. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, people yeah. have covered it. I don't know what we're going to say. Have people covered it? Probably. Like it's, uh, it's it's just cool. You you. It's kind of like having your cake and, uh, and like eating it too, right? Because, that's a very good way to put it. Right, because the movie is quite realistic. So whatever happens in that dream sequence like wouldn't happen but it's funny so you just want to see it and exactly. it's and it and it's what's going through a kid's head it's like yeah if i buy this alcohol the cia is going to come down and shoot me in the head yep yeah it's like worst case for you so uh yeah it makes sense and it's funny that's all you need all you need in movies okay um so yeah use dream, dream sequences very carefully <laughs> Yeah, very carefully. No, uh, and think. they did a good thing where uh, we didn't know it was a dream sequence until like the yeah, that's the true. Second, that's like, true. When it's revealed, it's not. It's not like the dissolved. And and um, I think it gets crazier in the next dream sequence. It gets crazier and crazier. My favorite one is still when he gives him a eight dollar bill. <laughs> that's my favorite one. That's my, uh, that it, it took a few like rewatches actually. For oh, me to for you to that. notice it was eight bucks. I didn't notice that at first. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Like, thank you, Seth. Thank you. Okay. Those are all our written points. Yeah. Um, everything else I'm pretty sure you can find. Oh, I think uh one I we we talked about uh off mic, um, which uh is Michael Sarah has already brought this up in the hot ones uh Yes, yes. Hot ones interview, but I thought it was super interesting. Um so if you haven't seen it, watch the Hot Ones interview uh with Michael Sarah. Uh, it's on YouTube, um, but he talks about the the casting process for McLovin, and um, how when they were doing table reads uh, with Jonah Hill and uh, Christopher Nitzplatz, um, Jonah Hill like was getting so frustrated because whatever like shit he would say to McLovin, Christopher Nitz would just like like brush it off. Like he he's so like 
chill and like just like lackadaisical in like real life too apparently that like whatever he was like spewing at him it just wouldn't work and it would frustrate jonah and like make him go harder and it would make like like the scene funnier because jonah has to try like way harder to throw mclovin off his game right so like that just like frustration it's probably why like mclovin's such a memorable character he gets under the skin of jonah so much it just make it makes him funnier um and and apparently like once the casting process was done jonah was like yeah don't hire chris i fucking hate that guy (laughs) Uh, so yeah very good casting call uh if there's if there's conflict within your cast maybe it can work in the movie i actually actually don't recommend that at all oh because because you want your actors to get along (laughs) you don't want that yeah yeah we're not making apocalypse now i'm not going to the philippines to like just start another war (laughs) so i can make my my palm door movie Right. That was worth it. Was it? The behind the scenes. Yeah. No, it was, it was worth it now. But I'm sure a lot of people were very upset yeah, working probably. on that movie. <laughs> and a lot of lives were probably put at danger. Yeah. Well, that's what movies are uh, it's all about, right? It's for the art. It's for the art. It's for the, it's for the greater good, as they say. The greater art. The greater art. <laughs> okay. I think those are our main points, yeah. Watch. I actually did have one. I did. I thought of one just now. Okay, yeah. So, um, Christopher Mintz Platts, mm-hmm. I think he, he gets no dolly shots in the movie. He earns his dolly shot at the very end. Oh, so, wow. this is after, like, he got with the girl. He's, it's in. Oh, my God, it's in. All that's done. It's in. Oh, my God, it's in. I forgot that. <laughs> my sister's freaking out. Her face this is a great face. Uh, great face. Dolly on that face. Dolly on that face. Dolly into my heart. Dolly into <laughs> my dreams. <laughs> um... So he's with um, Bill Hader yeah. and Seth, and they're shooting up the car, right? And it's his final shot. He's like, he's like, oh, can I shoot the car? They're like, yeah. <laughs> he shoots it, and he's still doing his e bomb. He's like, I love break that yourself, he has, yeah. It, it's he he holds the gun sideways, sideways like a Glock. This man was raised on like fifty cent and G unit. Oh I yeah, hundred percent, right? So he's shooting it, and then at the very end, McLovin has he he's unloading shots the camera finally pushes in on him yeah like that like that hero shot right oh yeah, yeah. and he's just going ah, he's good. and it, it stops on him he goes <laughs> tight ah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's so cool so good but yeah, yeah. Earn, uh, lesson earn you can uh, emphasize that moment that moment would not have been the same if you weren't dolling in you wouldn't have seemed cool this yeah. is the first time he seems cool and it, it probably... actually, actually he seemed cool when he's like being taken away they by the cops they're doing it like faking it right no, but this was before that. This is after. This is his very last shot in the movie. Really? This is the very last thing in the movie for him. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a final hero moment. So, earn those hero dolly shots. Django does it. Django gives... Uh, uh Yeah, get, when, when he's in the blue suit. Exactly. From underneath, and it's going... Like that music that Ennio Morricone, whatever, is playing. Yeah. All right. I think that's all we got. I think so. Do we want to talk about high school stories? <laughs> Um, it didn't really come up like organically, organically it did so, not. so we should not force it. Don't feel the need to force it. No. What uh, do you think producer? Should we talk about it or no? Curious. Like, are, are, are you curious about what we were like in high school? No. Was high school like this movie? No, I, I was not like tunnel visioned on getting laid. Nope. The most. Uh, I can't experience. talk about it. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. No, no. I'm joking. I'm joking. I kid. Uh, I kid. Most similar. 
Honestly, this movie's like pretty goofy. There's like it's, nothing was. It's very. I did, so this movie, I it, this movie is just like Homer's Odyssey, for getting laid. It's a beautiful like tagline for this movie. Oh yeah, Homer's Odyssey for getting laid. Yeah, that's what this movie is. They go on this huge journey. When when this they movie... find gold, they find elixir. Ah, sirens along the way. Who are the sirens? The period woman. She's a siren. She's a siren. Oh my god. She's a siren. When when this movie. Uh eventually gets on the Criterion collection. Yes, yes. I, I, I want you to write an essay on it. I'm going to make a video essay on this. About how it's like Homer's Odyssey. How it's like Homer's Odyssey, yeah. You know, I actually, it's, it's interesting, but it doesn't help you make better movies. It's What's actually most of the Criterion stuff. I'm like, this is neat and interesting. I'm not making better movies because of this. I Yeah, it's like But that's just like... me. That's just, I want, like, I appreciate, like, analysis and, like, oh, wow, that makes me see it in a different way, da-da-da-da-da. But I want actionable items. A man of action. Right, right. Could just be more for, like, fans, I guess. Yeah, exactly. But I'll still do it. I'll make that Criterion. Yeah, I do. Yeah. We'll do a Criterion cast. A Criterion cast? Criterion cast. Is is that when we make a Criterion set or when we, when, when we talk about one? We talk, It'll be we're doing the official podcast for the Criterion the collection. official podcast for Criterion. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. Thanks for listening to Super Good. I'm going to do the outro guitar this time. Right, I'm a, with a ukulele. It's a ukulele. I don't think anyone knows this, but I'm a, I'm a second degree black belt in uh, ukulele playing. As as you call it, the ukes. Ukes. We call it the ukes in this home. The ukes. Thank you all for listening. Um, Hope you got some value out of this. Of course. Yep. Make better movies. As always, give us feedback. How do we get better? Yes. We um, are- I think we got better in this one. It felt I, more. I hope so. Like at the beginning, it was kind of like rambly. Yeah. But then I think we got we got tight Tuco style, tight tight. All right. Really got there. Yeah. Thanks for listening. If you're in uh, if you're in London, um, good luck with your taxi traffic. Uh-huh. But why you're stuck in that taxi in that horrible traffic? Listen to our podcast. Um, I can't think of anything. I was trying to. I was trying to do, you know, like if you're in Compton, do this. Right, if you're right. In New York, I'm, I'm like, is this like a running gag where I you think it's a, a city every episode? I think it has to be a city, yeah. Every I see. Episode. Okay, uh, what do you got? If you're in London, uh, go on the Big Ben. <laughs> uh, go fly like Peter Pan. I'll take that. Play the Ukes. Go first. fly like Peter Pan. All right. Sing us out. Sing us out. Super bad. <laughs> You're actually super good. Keep going. Keep super bad. Uh, you make us want to make funny movies. Muhammad's the most common name in the world. That's enough. Cool. Thanks, guys. Peace, 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 peace. Later.